Hello and welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Sugar Frosted Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And with me also, to my left, John Perdue. Uh, hi. And to my left, Scott Biting. Hello. So how's everybody been? Been good. How was Labor Day? <laughs> it's been a while since we've been on here. <laughs> and, and speaking of, of, uh, of, well, not of Labor Day, but it's been a while, uh, I guess right around here would mark the first anniversary of our first podcast. Oh, oh. wow. Cool. Hmm. I think we're in double digits by now, right? We are. Yeah, so triple digits right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by 2037. <laughs> yeah, I kid. <clears throat> and with a new year, you mean uh, you got to look back. I say uh, 2023, we lost some notable people. Well, let's hope we can find them. <laughs> <laughs> They're always in the last place you look. <laughs> Like vaudeville in here. <laughs> Good lord! What are you doing? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh hell! It's been a minute. I I, yeah. I I set all these these fancy sound effects up and nothing's happening. Where's Michael Winslow when you need him? <laughs> so uh, uh, first on my list, uh, Alan Arkin. Oh, I didn't realize. I liked him in MASH. Oh, that's Alan Arkin. <laughs> Alan Arkin. He, uh, yeah. My favorite role of his, his was uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And, of course, I talk about that movie a lot because I think it's an awesome movie. It is a great movie. Um, but, yeah, I remember his slightly neurotic character in that little bit. He was nervous. He, he was, he was uh, slightly neurotic in a lot of his roles. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. He, uh, he, I, thought it, I thought he was great in yeah, he was good about actor. everything he was in. Yeah. Uh, who else? Oh, Ed Ames. Do you remember Ed Ames? I don't know who Ed Ames is. Okay, he played uh, as... Which one was it? He played as... Oh, oh, um... He played as the Indian on, um... Daniel Boone Show. But... Probably more famously... Well, then he was a singer with the Ames Brothers. But more famously... For my generation, he was the guy that was teaching Johnny Carson how to throw a tomahawk. <laughs> really? And he had silhouettes of of people set up, and uh, okay. that nailed him right between the legs. <laughs> <laughs> and and then Johnny's famous line was, "I didn't even know you were Jewish." <laughs> yeah, it's like an instant bris. <laughs> uh, Harry Belafonte. Oh, he must have been super old. Oh, right? I, yeah. Um, yeah, because he it seemed like he died back in the 70s, but apparently not. Uh, no, he, he did not. Um, I'm not sure when he did his last thing, but yeah, uh, yeah he died this year. Oh, Richard Belzer. Yeah, I knew that. That's a shame. Oh, Detective Munch. And, <laughs> and, of course, his stand-up. That's really what he's known for, but yeah. Yeah, I did. And... Uh, I might be in the minority, but I never liked to stand up. It was a little too acidic for me, right? I mean, it was just real angry. It's like, it was like Lewis Black without the hilarious outrage, right? <laughs> yes. It was more Dennis Miller than 
you know, Lewis Black to me. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, with a little Richard Lewis thrown in, and I, I'm not a fan of Richard Lewis either. So, um, but yeah, I, he, his, it took some getting used to, and some of it was funny. It was just real smartassy, and yeah, he, he 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 just he didn't do it for me. Yeah, uh, so I, I'm not saying I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> But, <laughs> um, uh, next, oh, Jim Brown. Jim Brown, yeah. He, uh, he had a, an interesting life yeah, know, as, a, as a, a football great football player and, and as a wife beater and, <laughs> <laughs> and some other things. Broadcast, movie star, he was in. Movie a, star, yeah. He was in a, a lot. Well, the black exploitation stuff, right? Well, that and uh, he was in some westerns. Oh, that's, I forgot about that. That's yeah. right. Jim Brown. I think he might have. I'm not positive. He might have been in a thousand rifles with Dean Martin. Dean Martin and Jim Brown in a movie. Sounds yeah, like it might be good. Um, Melinda Dillon. Oh yes, my two two favorite one two of my favorite movies. She were she was in. She was in Slapshot. Um, right, and you got to see her breast in that. So. <laughs> um, and of course, Christmas the old VCR oh, yeah. loaded up. Yeah. on pause. Fix that tracking. <laughs> And what was the other one? <laughs> the Christmas Story. A Christmas Story yeah. and uh, uh, Close Encounters. Oh, that's right. She was in Close Encounters. Yeah. Wait. wait. Okay. I was thinking of Terry Gar. So, yeah. I forgot she was in, in Close Encounters as well. So, yeah. She had a good career. Oh, yeah. And Harry and the Hendersons. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not to forget. <laughs> we forget that. Um, let's see. Lance Kerwin. I don't know who that's He was on the show James at 15. Uh-huh. Remember that show? Mm-mm. It was. No. You remember that? I, oh, he, it was on before he was born. Oh, okay. okay. This was uh, mid 70s. Um, what also work was it? You know, do you know? Like, I, was it a primetime sitcom? Or was it, it, was, it was more of a dramedy. Oh, okay. All right. And, uh, well, anyway, then we had R- Robbie Knievel. Robbie Knievel. And I, I don't know what he died of, but it wasn't... Was it being a daredevil? It wasn't being a daredevil, you know? <laughs> it's always the thing. It's like these guys have a, have a career, and then they die of something like completely... Yeah. Like you wouldn't think they would die of, right? Yeah. You know, like Robbie Knievel didn't die of daredevil, and he died of... Like Pancreatic a, cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. Um, was he wearing a jumpsuit? Uh, maybe <laughs> I would have been. Yeah. Uh, Piper Laurie. Oh, wait, man. Who's Piper? Who's that again? Because uh, the name sounds super familiar. In, let's see. She was in. I am. Um, I know the name, and I had some more notes, and I I have no idea now. Anyway, oh, she, she was the mom in uh, Carrie. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a great movie. It is. It's an awesome movie. Uh, Lisa Loring, who played as Wednesday Adams. Hey, 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 how about that? Somebody's arriving at the airport. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so Lisa Loring. Lisa Loring, yes. Okay. She was Wednesday Adams on The Adams Family, The Little Girl. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I didn't realize she died. I didn't hear that. Okay. Uh, well, th- 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 she died in January. Okay. 
And let's see here. Oh. <clears throat> Mark Margolis, who played um, Hector in Better Call Saul and Salamanca. Oh, Salam uh, Hector Salamanca. Yes. Okay. Oh, there's my my music started. There you go. <laughs> Good. Better late than never. <laughs> yes. All right. See, now it's, it feels more solemn, doesn't it? Yes, it feels very solemn. And Lisa Marie Presley, who was famous for being born. Yes. <laughs> being married to Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Nick they Cage. had the, the absolutely cringy. Remember when they did the onstage kiss? Yes. <laughs> I do remember that now that you mention it. Because oh, she was married to uh, Nick Cage as well, right? Was she? Yes, I believe so. I didn't know that. Dude. I didn't. Wow. I'm glad I learned something tonight. <laughs> uh, Richard Mall. Oh, Richard Mall Bull. Bull. On Night, on Court. Night Court. Yeah, that's very sad. Um, let's see. Oh, Ryan O'Neill. Right, Ryan O'Neill, another another guy that he kind of he had a hot start to his career, and then it kind of flamed out. Super hot start, and it flamed uh, out, and then was he in Paper Chase? Right, oh, no, Paper Moon. Sorry, Paper Moon. Yeah, um, uh, what's up, Doc? Yeah, uh, main event. Right, those well, those two were kind of on on the downslope. But yeah, but well, uh, but, uh, what's up, Doc? Was that's really that gets a lot of accolades. I mean, it, okay. And then he then he uh, married to Farrah Fawcett, of course, and yes, um, did something horrible at her birthday party or something. I don't remember the story, but yeah, yeah. Oh, he was in Love Story. That's what he's really famous for: Love Story, yeah. Love Story, and uh, Paper Moon. And then let's see. Oh, well, Matthew Perry. Oh, of course, oh, yes. that was probably the big one, right? Matthew Perry. Um, Again, along the lines of not that I'm not glad that he's dead, but I never again. We've had this discussion before. I, I was never a fan of the show Friends, and I was not either. And I, I never thought he was funny. And then they tried to make a star out of him, like they did Jennifer Aniston. But unfortunately, he didn't have Jennifer Aniston's sense of humor and talent. So <laughs> yeah, I should not be pissing on the dead like this. I'm sorry, Matthew, but you know we we like to. Uh, we like to be honest about things pop culture related here. That's we true. We don't like the sugar coat, even though this is the sugar coated. Wait, sugar frosted. Frosted. <laughs> frosted. <laughs> uh, Paul Rubens. Oh, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I mean, that's a shame because now he, that dude was talented. He was very talented. You know, he had he had the the great career, and then he uh, had his unfortunate downfall. But then it, he's kind of got everything rehabilitated. Oh yeah. Right? And really, what he what he did wasn't that bad. I mean, was it? I mean, I, it was, it was what do you think is going on in an adult theater? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you think people are taking notes for yeah. movie reviews there? Or <laughs> yeah, for their yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, what he did was a victimless crime, right? <laughs> it was, <laughs> so, unless you were sitting in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Roundtree? Richard Moncrie. Why does that sound familiar? Roundtree. Roundtree. 
that also sounds familiar. Shaft. Oh, that's okay. Shaft. The uh, considered as the first black action hero. Hmm. Richard Roundtree. And let's see, who else did we have? Suzanne Summers. Oh, that's right. That was just this year. It seems like she'd been gone a while. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah. This yeah, that was fairly recently. That was in March. Okay. That's a bummer. And let's see, I have some repeated notes here. Unless Paul Rubens died again. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Tina Turner. That's right. That's oh, yes. another big one. Yeah. Tina Turner. What can you say about her? I mean, just an icon of, of soul. Of well, and she, and she was another one that, you know, uh, came on super hot with, mm-hmm. with, with, Ike. with Ike. And, I mean, they were, they became fucking superstars in that, right? Mm-hmm. They fell off. Mm-hmm. You know, they got divorced. And <clears throat> yeah. Then she kind of went in the tank and then had her big... Uh, returned to fame mm-hmm. in the 80s. Yes. And um, did some acting. Yeah. She, oh man, in the 80s, she was, there wasn't anybody bigger than her. I mean, for a while, it was, it was basically, it was Phil Collins, Tina Turner, and Brian Adams. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that's all you heard on the radio for like and, two and years. And Madonna. And Madonna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. She had a hell of a career. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, and then uh, we had Stella Stevens. Stella Stevens. Stella Stevens. Yeah, she died. Okay. <laughs> I figured. Is that what she's known for? You don't say. Uh, well, she was uh, She was Ernest Borgnine's wife in Poseidon Adventure. Oh, okay. Uh, well, she was a, a bit of a, a glamour girl back in the early 60s. Hmm. Um, so that's odd casting because Ernest Borgnine is not exactly a glamour guy. Well, she was. She had been a, I think, like a stripper or something, and he, okay, got okay. her rehabilitated. Have you seen Poseidon? Adventure? I have, but Great I was, like, I was a kid when it yeah. was. On, I saw it on like ABC Sunday Night of the Movies or something. When it was, it was all edited for TV and all that shit. But I remember, of course, I remember the song and all that shit. So, but yeah. And let's see. Oh, Raquel Welsh. Yeah, Raquel Welsh. Summer. And let's see. Cindy Williams. Cindy Williams, yeah, I forgot about that. I was um didn't Penny Marshall also die? Penny Marshall's dead. Uh but not this year. No. No, okay, she's been so, gone a while. Okay. Um what's his name that played Squiggy? Oh yeah. He died. So that's just Michael McKeon now of those four. Uh, yeah. That's so, it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if the big ragu is still, <laughs> still with us or not. <laughs> Eddie Mecca. And I have no idea how I pulled that name out of my ass. Eddie Mecca. Was <laughs> his name on the show was Eddie Mecca? No, that's, a, that's the actor's name. name. Holy moly. Uh, on, on the show, he was Carmine Ragu. Oh, Carmine. Was that the guy that would imitate Tony Bennett? Yes. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> Always started singing like the, the rags to riches thing. Right? Yeah, uh, always started singing that, and uh, he'd always want to do his little jazz dance. Yeah, that's right. It reminded me of uh, like like a young like Joey Lawrence when they tried to make his little ass. Oh right? yes, <laughs> like prop his little ass up there and make him dance or something. He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> he'd 
Joey's well, only claim to fame was saying, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Oh, Blossom, whoa. <laughs> uh, let's see. Treat Williams. That's right, Treat Williams. I don't know that name. Well, he was in a, I mainly, I first remembered him f- playing the lead in the movie Hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he was great in that. Uh, he was in Once Upon a Time in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead Heat, Devil's Own, Dead Rising. Heat. Um, ooh, Miss, oh, that Miss, guy. Miss Congeniality 2. Ooh. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> But I, I, I always liked uh, seeing him and most of the stuff he did. Yeah. Probably not Miss Congeniality, too. <laughs> Burt Young. Burt Young. You know this guy? Of course I know him. Yeah, I just can't think of. He was Paulie Char- in uh, the Rocky movies. Oh, that guy. Yes. Okay. And and, and you've seen, he's a guy you see and have seen in. Like a character actor, yeah. An absolute shit ton of movies. Yeah. And you always say, oh, that guy. That guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's one of those that guys. Yeah. No, he was in Chinatown. Ah. Uh, that was good. Which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that was good. Um, uh, Marty Croft. Uh, oh, Sid, Marty, Sid, Croft. Sid and Marty Croft, right. I don't see how old he was. How he had to have been in his nineties. Yeah, he's pretty old. Back in the seventies, when he was doing that shit with the puppets, right? I yeah. I, I mean, I, I did her. I heard a great interview uh, on um, on a podcast, and it was like just a year or two ago, and he he still sounded great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they asked him how he came up with the they came up with the puff and stuff, and he goes. We smoked a lot of shit back then. <laughs> but see, I had always heard that they tried to pass it off. It's like, no, man, that's not that's not what you think it means. Oh, and, and he said it's not. It, 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 I mean, yeah, it, the, the meaning had, or the the title had nothing to do with it. But he was, they were pretty high when they came up with the idea. <laughs> he, was, he was 86. 86, yes. okay. So he got his money. Now, and I believe his brother... Uh, Sid is still alive. Carrying on those puppets alone. That's right. <laughs> yeah, um, he's, he's Sid's 94. 94. That's pretty old, man. Uh, Dick Buckus. Dick Buckus died there, that. Yes. Damn. He died in October at the age of 80. Yeah, okay. Pretty good. He's another one, that athlete turned actor. Yes. Yeah. And they had him. Pretty damn long career. Seems like he was also maybe on those those Miller Lite commercials in the seventies, right? Yes, he was one of the Miller Lite all stars. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Bob Barker. That's right. He was like a hundred. He was yeah, like literally like a hundred. Yes. So, think you actually? I think he was ninety nine. Okay. Well, pretty close. He was closest without going over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Uh, William Friedkin. Who's that? He was the director of French Connection and The Exorcist. Oh, those are big movies. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> then we have... Oh, Al Jaffe, the cartoonist for Mad Magazine. Oh, okay. Uh, he did the... He did, the, did you used to get Mad Magazine? Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved it. And the, the, the fold-ins? Yes. He the fold-ins. did those. Oh, cool. 
I always like the Spy versus Spy. That was my favorite. Spy versus Spy. Yeah. I, I liked. I, I liked a whole lot of. Yeah. Um, the delicious send ups of send ups of Hollywood lifestyles. It was I always loved that too. How they would just oh yeah, on, merciless. It was pretty merciless satire. Oh god, read, yeah. yeah. So he, uh, he was a hundred and two. Jeez. Holy moly. Yeah. And then we have Pat Robertson. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're back to the Chopin or whatever this is, yeah. I'm not going to spend much time on Pat Roberts. Okay, yeah, you don't need to. What, what needs to be said about that? No. Nothing. Rest in peace, buddy. <laughs> Bet it's hot down there. <laughs> Shecky Green died. He did? He died on New Year's Eve this year. Shecky Green. He was, like, always angry, right? He, yeah, he, 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 he get was going to get a stand-up, and uh, uh, he's, he was... Uh, <laughs> he used to work with Sinatra a lot, mm-hmm. and I guess he pissed Sinatra off. And one of his famous stories was that Frank Sinatra once saved his life. Uh-huh. And I asked him about it, and he said, uh, well, we, what he did was he came over and said, that's all right, boys, I think he's had enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh, Shane McGowan. Who? Shane McGowan, uh, the lead singer for the Pogues. Oh, that, oh, of course, yeah. I don't know why I didn't drew a blank on that one. Uh, Denny Lane. Denny Lane of Moody Blues and Wings. Wings, yes. yes. Uh, let's see, Dwight Twilley. Who's Dwight Twilley? He was a... He did sort of a country rock sort okay. of a thing back in the oh, 70s. Oh, I think I remember Dwight. Okay. Were you prepared for this level of ignorance, by the way? <laughs> when you were preparing, because it was well, because I was because I'm sitting here like, uh, who's that? Luckily, I know us, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve Harwell, uh, who was a lead singer of Smash Mouth. Oh yes. Oh yeah. He must have been fairly young, right? Probably in his fifties. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was born in '67. Okay, so yeah, he's 58 or so. Yeah. Uh, Rudolph Isley, one of the founding members of the, the Isley Brothers. Brothers, right? Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yes, that's another big one. We, we even paid a little tribute to him in our shitty cover band over the summer. <laughs> that's right. You recall. Yeah. Yes, I do recall that now. Gary Wright. Oh, I love Gary Wright. Is yeah. he in, uh, before he became a solo guy, he was in um, Spooky, Spooky Tooth. Tooth. That's right. Yes. I was trying to remember the band he was in. Yeah. That's a great name. Spooky Tooth. I love it. <laughs> so Halloweeny. But yeah, he was. He, I, I liked his uh, the fact that he would just make albums and what the hell. <laughs> that he was subtle. He's pouring one out. <laughs> pouring one out for Stephen Wright. Oh no, Gary Wright. Gary Wright. I'm, st- I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. Before. <laughs> oh, Gary Wright actually had the balls to make a make a an album. Or a couple of albums actually, where he didn't use guitars. 
Was yeah, awesome. I'll keep it. Very innovative, you know, and, and it was good. He was a great singer. He's a good. Musician. I don't think there's any guitar on his hit uh, "Love Is Alive," Love right? Is, nope, nope. There's not. And the other, and there was a couple. They had another hit, or maybe two. But, but yeah, he did. Dreamweaver. Have, Dreamweaver, right? Same album, um, but yeah, no guitars on that. Just keep him playing yeah. the keyboard, playing that funky, like big long thing, thing you strap around your neck. Yes, but it was big, like it was like piano sized. And he was, well, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was before a lot of. Uh, they could make that stuff. So it had had to wait right before Revenge of the Nerd. And <laughs> yeah, they had the little little Casios. Yeah, probably died of fucking scoliosis. <laughs> Poor son of a bitch. Yeah, uh, Robbie Robertson. Oh, Robbie Robertson. I didn't know he died. He did um, in August. He was in the art. No, the Yardbirds. No, the band. The band. The, yeah, the band. Yeah, he wrote a lot of their stuff and was uh, sang. Some did you like? Did you like the band? I did. Yeah, uh, they had a lot of. I, mean, I won't say I liked everything, but they had a lot of songs that I really liked. Yeah, they had. They were. They were a little. They could be a little twangy for me. Little, little too country. Um, but they had a really cool sound. I mean, yeah, and uh, and, and uh, pretty pretty Americana for mostly Canadian guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, and of course they had. Uh, I don't know if, if I remember this correctly. Like their last public appearance was on SNL. Do you remember that? Like they they did they did uh, drove Dixie drove old Dixie down and whatever the name of that song is. And uh, I think that was like their last performance. Is that I right? Might be mistaken, but I think that's why it's kind of remembered as like one of the more famous. But I know for the last I don't even know how long uh, Robbie was no longer with the band. Okay. But it was Garth and, uh, what's his name, the drummer? Uh, Wayne. Wayne and Garth. <laughs> <laughs> Party on we. Party on we. Party Let's see, next. I, I, uh, evidently, there was a <clears throat> rapper and Timbaland collaborator named Magoo. I Mr. did not know. It. I knew his father, Mister. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, but uh, Mister McGee had my father. Call me McGee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry Moss, who was the M in A and M record with her with Herb Albert. Yeah. Yes. Herb, don't call me Albert. Albert. <laughs> yes. Both of them, I'm sure, filthy stink. I know Herb Albert is filthy stinking rich. Oh, um, they both got him. I mean. Um, I think I read there for a long time. A and M was, yeah, especially like mid to late seventies. They were huge. They had all the acts. I mean, they had a lot of they had a lot of acts, big acts. <coughs> um, I like the. He was one of the, the. Well, the two of them were one of the first ones that kind of realized, maybe along with Barry Gordy, who kind of realized, hey, I know what we could do. We could do our own record company, and we could control the distribution and control the production. Yeah, and the, the music yeah. rights and. Right. Yeah. Retain all, all and the. And could uh, make like truckfuls of money that way. And they started out of their garage. Yeah. And I saw that Herb Alpert is worth $800 million. Is that right? That's a lot of money. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, that's right. Sinead O'Connor. What Did you like her? You know, I really only knew the one song. Right. Yeah, um, same here. I never really got into um, her when I. It was It was probably early 90s, right? Yeah, LED probably. Really nice. I was never really into. I enjoyed yeah. tearing of the pictures. Yeah, she got in trouble for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what she's known for. Exactly. Really? Yeah. 
to me because I, when I think of her, I think a lot of people think of her as tearing up the, the picture up the, of the Pope. Picture yep. of the Pope on SNL, right? She was only fifty-six. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Randy Meisner. Oh, of the Eagles. Yes. He's the one that got into a fist fight with Glenn Fry or whatever. Right? Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he, and that was over, uh, it was take it to the limit, right? The story goes, like, like uh, Randy Meisner sang that song, and they did it at the end of the night. And, like, one, like he, and he would tell them, it's like, guys, this, this, this shreds my fucking voice. Don't make me go out and do this all the time. And Glenn Fry and, of course, Don Henley, because they were kind of in cahoots, were, were like... No, get your ass out there and do the song. And one night, he's like, I'm not doing the fucking song. And it's like, he was kicked out of the band that night. It's, no, she, well, yeah, it was a crazy well, and, and I know, uh, evidently, d- d- during that like, that last one, is uh, uh, Meisner kept turning to Glenn Fry and saying, five more minutes till I kick your ass. And, and like every, every few <laughs> X more minutes till I kick your ass. <laughs> There are some conflicts in that band, for sure. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, but I think that the story goes, though, I think finally, like, Meisner didn't sing it. Like, Timothy Schmidt, I guess, was in the band at the time, and they had it. Because his, his voice could closely... Because Don Hunley's is too raspy, and Glenn Fry's is not high enough. and Right. So Timothy D. Schmidt could approximate it, you know. Yeah. So, and he's catching strays because he's just standing there playing bass, right? It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Tony Bennett. Oh, yeah, he was pretty old. Yeah. And he, he performed right up until the end, too, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, Is there anybody left alive? <laughs> Man, dude. Everybody's dead now. We, we got rid of a bunch of people. <laughs> got, got rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> just use air quotes, everybody. Well, we had Jerry Springer. <laughs> sort of, that was that this year? Yeah. No okay. shit. Well, last year, but, you know. Oh, and uh, we had uh, Cynthia Wheel. Oh, the writer. The, the songwriter yeah. with her husband, Barry, man. Yeah. I, I mean, so they, she was, she was a She wrote writer songs, on, right? Yeah, uh, let's see. She wrote the theme song to Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Don't Know Much. He uh, Sure the Boy I Love by The Crystals. Hungry by Paul Revere. Kicked by Paul Revere, uh, on Broadway, only in America, Shades of Grey, uh, Walking in the Rain. We got to get out of this place by the monkeys. That's impressive. You're my soul and inspiration uh, by the Righteous Brothers, and you've lost that love and feeling by the Righteous Brothers. And she wrote novels as well. I'm holy moly. Very talented lady. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She was a lyricist. Mm -hmm. Right. So but, that, that tracks that. Holy yeah. moly. It's good stuff. Yeah. And one more, Norman Lear. Norman Lear, yes. Which you could consider the probably the father of the modern sitcom. Oh, absolutely. Right. Uh, Groundbreaking guy. Yeah. Up to then. Uh, and, and he even said it uh, in, in many interviews where he didn't want to do the sitcom where mom... Drove Dad's car and wrecked it, wrecked right. the and fender. That, and, and, that and was how are we going to hide it from Dad? Right. That I remember that quote was like that was where America's biggest problem was. You know, Mom wrecked the car, and how she going to hide it from Dad? I yes. thought that was really cool because it was a quite a leap from 
the Andy Griffith Show to all my family. Yeah, I mean, well, because uh, there there is basically a year separating uh, shows like All in the Family, Mary Tyler Moore Show, The Bob Newhart Show, along to, to the Beverly Hillbillies, mm-hmm. Green Acres, and uh, all of that stuff. I mean, there was like yeah. a year between that. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, right? The and I think all this was like 1972, yeah. When the uh, uh, I think it was Les Moonves came into CBS and decided to get rid of all the the rural shows. That's the golf guy, right? Isn't isn't Les the one that wanted to put golf on instead of? No, that was Dan Curtis. Okay, Dan Curtis. Okay, uh, who gave us Dark Shadows? Yeah. And, that's right. Uh, Les Moonves gave, did, did a lot of great stuff on TV. and uh, the, but, rural, the Rural Purge. Yeah, The Rural Purge. Yeah. And, and then... Uh, I, I want to see that movie. Because <laughs> the, <rural purge. laughs> the Purge is kind of rural, right? Doesn't it take place in... Maybe not. <laughs> the Rural... It's, it's like that. Do you remember? Did you watch 30 Rock? Do you remember when uh, what's her name was going to be in a in a show, and it was called the Rural Juror? And nobody could make out what the hell she was saying. <laughs> so they had no idea what the name of the show was. <laughs> I never saw that one, but it sounds hilarious. <laughs> All right, now, and you know what? This isn't even what we came here to talk about. Right? We're just we just wanted to talk about dead people for a little bit. Yeah, so, you know. I mean, they're fun. They are kind of fun. <laughs> they have their place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not going to say where that's at. <laughs> uh, but right. what we came here today to do is drink beer. Something a little different. Just drink beer. He said, no, different. I said something different. <laughs> different. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. We'll do something different. Uh, and uh, we are going to share some of our top 10 lists. Right. And uh, now, uh, and I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say right off, in my defense, I don't think any of mine are actually in any kind of order because I couldn't do it. I, Same yeah, with me. I did not yeah. rank my list, so yeah, yeah, that'll 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 work fine. And also, my when I when I say I have a top ten such and such category, that's my top ten. That's not what yes. I would. I don't speak for everybody. Yes, these are not. And I was going to clarify that as okay, well. Okay, I, I, we, we're not saying this is the best of anything, right? It is simply the best in my brain. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the what we enjoy the most, yeah. we like, right? And if you like it, that's kind of weird. But <laughs> <laughs> you should you should yeah. insult a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chances are you will not agree completely with what we have on our list of these different things. So there's our disclaimer. Yes. So uh, who wants to start? Um, you want to start? I'll start. Doesn't matter. Okay. All right. So, my first list is the best movies of all time. Now, I know the the reach of the of the podcast is supposed to be 1950 to 1999 by yeah, the but we're doing list. our list. Right. Right. But yeah, so I I kind of I kind of strayed a little bit from <clears> that. <throat> um so um here goes. Number 1 for me is Casablanca. And this that would actually is ranked, so yeah, I think Casablanca is the greatest movie ever made. 
I know it's 1943 or whatever, something like that, but uh, yeah, it's just, to me, it's flawless. It's an absolutely flawless movie. So, uh, and also on this list, East of Eden. East of Eden is, a, of course, a uh, James Dean flick, one of three that he made. Um, the other two being Giant and, of course, Rebel Without a Cause. Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he's not kidding. He totally wasn't listening. <laughs> um, no, you just said East of Eden, right? East of Eden, right. Of the three James Dean movies, I think that's my favorite one. Which, speaking of Magoo, uh, wasn't... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he played as... Are you talking about Jane? William Backus? Uh, yeah. He was in Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Right. Um, good. That's pretty close, though. Um, Apollo 13 mm-hmm. is on this list for Love me. Love that movie. Yeah. Um, the Godfather, of course. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people would have that one on their list, I'm thinking. Um, Rocky. The first Rocky. That um, is Because it was such a novelty. Yeah. You know who's in that? Burt Young. That's right. You know who else? <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Ooh. I heard there's a statue of him. Talia Shire. Talia uh, Shire. Burgess Meredith. Um, that's all I can think of. And, and assorted pets from the pet store. Cuff and Link. Cuff and Link. Right, the turtles. <laughs> Cuff and Link. <laughs> um, the Breakfast Club. That's kind of surprising. That would be on that there, That is right? kind of surprising. I, yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yes, um, it is. Well, if you think about that era, the we and we covered the Breakfast Club when we did our teens, yes, teen movie thing. Um, of all the movies in the '80s, that one stacks up pretty well, and I think it's had a little bit more staying power than, say, Weird Science does. Nothing yeah. wrong with Weird Science. It just, I think, the Breakfast Club yeah. resonates a little. Well, bit more. Uh, Weird Science is a bit, you know, it's sort goofy. of the wacky, right? It's yeah. goofy, and Breakfast Club had those moments too. But the Breakfast Club was more had a lot more social commentary. Yeah. yeah. Then you know, uh, Back to the Future is on my top ten. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you think about that's another one that people still talk about. It. People still talk about. Oh, absolutely. Back to the Future. And I think I know. Actually, I know that that is not. And and this seems to be the the the, the modus operandi lately is where they take take all these 80s movies and make them musicals that's now a musical uh, yeah, yeah that's right yeah. i only knew that because i watched the macy's parade yeah. while i was making thanksgiving dinner and uh-huh. saw they stopped and had the delorean and sang some song about yeah back and to the, the future only reason delorean is still remotely in america's consciousness is because of back to the oh future. yeah this would have been a, this. They, it would have been put in the the dustbin of history. Yeah, because I mean, evidently they looked cool, but they were shit cars, Piss pieces of shit. Yes. Yeah. Um, Heavy stainless steel, underpowered. Yeah. So here's here's two that are related: Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. I put both of them on there because I like. I I feel oh, like fantastic. Star Wars needs to be on that list just because it needs to be on that list. I personally like Empire Strikes Back better. Yeah. Um, and my last one is Say Anything. Say Anything's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. So was there any that you would put on there? And what would what would be on your, like, just name a couple that you would have on there. Uh, well, definitely Casablanca. Yeah. yeah that, that is, let me just see if I have, I, I don't know if I, oh, okay. Uh, I'll do mine. Okay. I happen to have my favorite 
top ten movies. Oh, cool. Um, actually, I think I have eleven on here. Okay. Um, Little Big Man. Little Big. What is Dustin Hoffman? He is right. a yes, one hundred and ten year old Indian, yeah. and he That's talks about his life. Right. I That's totally forgot about. Interesting. That. Oh my God! It's it's fantastic. It's a fantastic movie. Um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, why didn't I put that? Yes, yeah, great movie. Oh God, um, French Connection. Mm. Yeah, I like I like Gene Hackman, and I like the French Connection was it. I kind of feel like it could have been about forty five minutes shorter. That's my only beef with it. Yeah, but it was good. It was good thriller, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think part of the, my love for the movie is Gene Hackman's performance and and Gene Hackman's performances in just about anything he did. Mm-hmm. I find him where I can't take my eyes off of him. He's he's for me that movie for him is Unforgiven. Oh God, yeah. God, how compelling was he in uh, yeah, as being just a shit piece head. of fucking piece shit? Piece of shit. Yes. That that uh, Unforgiven was kind of close to my top ten. Yeah, it was fantastic. And it was I, what a great movie. I, I honestly did not think of that one, but yeah, yeah it's a great movie. Uh, and I have Casablanca, mm-hmm. and I also have uh, it, it's sort of a it's sort of a three way tie <clears throat> with Casablanca, Key Largo, and oh, yeah. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Oh, that Humphrey Bogart, yeah, that's a I, good one. I I love. He had a lot of great movies. Yeah. Um, arsenic and old lace is one of my favorites. Oh, arsenic and old lace! Wow, that's not one I, that ever would occur to me. But that's a good movie. It is. Yeah. Uh, well, I had Godfather one and two. Okay. Singing in the Rain Did is like absolutely one of my favorite wow. movies. I uh, the the, uh, the dance numbers. Uh, yeah, Donald O'Connor's make them laugh thing. You guys probably aren't that familiar with the movie. I've seen it. Yeah, uh, his uh, the make him laugh thing where he, he runs up the walls. Mm-hmm. I, freaking! Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> that, that is a hell of a good movie. Um, a a two way thing with me on Duck Soup and Night at the Opera. Ducks. I'm a oh, big Marx Brothers. Marx Brothers fan. Yeah. Wow. That would okay. I mean, I can see that. Yeah, I can see those are classic movies. Oh yeah, you know, um, I would put. I would maybe think about Animal Crackers. Too. Animal Crackers. Yeah, yeah it, it, so it, that's another water. one that are it, probably five way tie for me. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, I have Pulp Fiction on here. Oh, you know, that was that I, that. I got a lot something to say about Pulp Fiction. I enjoyed watching Pulp Fiction. I, I rewatched it recently. Um, that nonlinear thing just throws me. It's see, complete, and, and that and was I know one you of the like that. That was one of the first movies that I saw that I can remember that was nonlinear, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh shit, this is amazingly cool." Yeah, but Samuel L. Jackson, especially at the end when he goes into that soliloquy. Oh, at, at the diner about, about redemption. Yeah, yes, it was excellent <clears throat> stuff with uh, what Honey Bunny and yes, yes, and yeah, the Tim Roth character. Yeah. Yes, Pumpkin and Honey Bunny or whatever. Um, I also enjoy Quentin Tarantino's cameo. Well, he had a little bit more than a cameo in it. Yeah, um, but his character was pretty funny. <laughs> like when they're when they're ta- when they're hosing him down, and uh, Harvey Keitel's 
guys like, uh, so if, if you don't do this, you're going to go to prison. And Quentin Tarantino's like shaking his head. And he's doing this <laughs> like a like a like a intersexual intercourse thing with his hand. It was really funny, very subtle. Um, but yeah, I can yeah I could go along with putting that on there. And then I have a two way tie between No Country for Old Men. Oh, that's excellent. And Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, both Coen Brother movies that I think are freaking amazing. Yeah, Oh Brother's on mine. The old Country for Old Men. I just watched that again this week, and and, and I, I, I I don't even know how many times I've seen it, and. If I got up to get something to drink, I paused it. I was like, oh, shit. You know, that God, movie I, was, was it Josh Brolin? Josh Brolin's and, in that. And Javier Bardem as one of the creepiest villains in yeah. every movie ever. That weird-ass weapon that he used. My favorite scene in that movie is where he's he's in the store with the old man. Yes. And he's he flips the coin. Call it. Call it, yeah. And and the guy knows. And, and, and the 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 guy that played the old man uh, storekeeper yeah. was amazing. Yeah, because he he gave you the impression, and I think he was supposed to that he knew his life was in peril. He didn't exactly know how. Yes, and that was that whole thing was very psychologically yeah. cool. Yes, where he he gives out. Well, I, I got to know what what you know, what 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 I'm calling for. What yeah. am I calling for? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um. I could throw in an honorable mention here for um, This is Spinal Tap. I know we talked about that before, um, but there's an honor, honorable mention there for me. I, it, yeah, uh, honestly, I, it, it was almost on mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I won't even say it's a, a, a tie with any of the other because it's head and shoulders above Best in Show mm-hmm. and any of the other ones. And I love those. Yeah. But Spinal Tap, yeah. It was the first. It was so innovative, and the performances are amazing. And I fucking love the soundtrack. I love every song that is on there. Yeah, there are two movies that are outside the scope of our pop culture. Like they are, they're both pre nineteen fifty. Um, they both won, I think, Best Picture Oscar for Best Picture. Um, one of them is a silent film called Wings. If you've never seen it, I think it's like from the 1920s. It's fan fucking tastic for a silent film. It's just just the way they portray, the way they are able to act with their facial expressions. Oh yeah, well, and they did these the back. They did these aerial scenes because it's about uh, World War One fighter pilots. Mm-hmm. They actually had cameras up. If you look at it, it's like man, that looks really real. It was. They were taking these planes up. And you could see they would be going straight up, and you could see the ground below them, like through the glass. It was like, holy shit, that's real. They're actually doing that. Yeah, and uh, uh, I I like a lot of silent films as well, and especially uh, the stuff that Buster Keaton did, mm-hmm. uh, like The General. Uh, I, yeah. That stuff, uh, to me, it's, it's just... And then the other one is Best Years of Our Lives. Have you ever seen that? It's it's it's, uh, it's a movie about three guys coming back from World War Two. Have you ever seen you ever mm. seen Homecoming mm. or Deer Hunter? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of along along the lines of coming back from a combat situation and trying who, to reassemble. Who's in this? In I don't know that there are any famous oh, actors, okay. but one guy ends up he's got like a like a hand 
like like his hand he's got a prosthetic for a hand this sounds and familiar he's afraid that his girlfriend is not going to love him anymore because he's got a prosthetic hand mm-hmm. and so he does the normal thing and he sabotages the relationship right and of course she's all heartbroken and this and that but ex- excellent movie um scott yeah you've got some i've got a few sweet yes uh, some are going to be a little bit later because mm-hmm. you know, sure, because you're a little bit later. No, yeah, no, it, yeah. I, I, I don't think it, we it, need to be it, dialed in yeah, on right. our yeah, right. exactly, exactly. Uh, Fight Club, Fight Club. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Um, who? And it was Ed Harris in that. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. That's right. Brad Pitt. Right. I remember Brad Pitt. I was trying to think of the other guy in Fight Club. And Norton. Norton! 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 <laughs> uh, his performance was pretty amazing in that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good movie. Love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. And watching his performance while he was beating himself up. Yes. Uh, with the, with his boss in the office was... That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That had to have been hard to do. I can't imagine. <laughs> then, uh, of course, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh-huh. Then Clerks. I just rewatched Clerks. That's great. Yeah. I love my... There were some real subtle things that I... Every time I end up catching something else. Um, One of them was the... One of the encounters, a guy comes up and the cat's on the counter, right? And the the customer, he goes, That's a cute cat. What's his name? And the guy goes, Annoying customer. (laughs) And he goes, Fuck you, asshole. Like half the movie was customers storming out saying "fuck you, asshole," <laughs> and when he's ordering fake ordering the movie, the the pornos with the woman in there. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, now, now that was the movie that they filmed after the store closed, right? Because like, yeah, Kevin Smith was working there. Yeah, that's right. And then after they closed, then he would film until they were time to open. Yeah, and I like Jay. I like the Jay and Silent Bob thing in that more than I like the Jay and Silent Bob movies. Yeah. Um, because they were a little bit more um, organic, I guess you could say. But just the it's way he was Jay, using more drugs then. Yeah. Just the way Jay would talk. He's like, fuck you, piece of shit. <laughs> like, you got this woman who loves you. And you come, come on, Bob, you piece of shit. Let's get out of here with this piece of shit. <laughs> but yeah, Clerks was awesome. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Good Old one. Jack Burton. Good one. <laughs> Is that all we got on... Was that your... That, that's all your... No, list? no. I was thought we'd talk a little bit more about the... Uh, the Big Trouble in Little Chinas. I, th- I, I love that movie. I also love that movie. Oh, well, that's enough to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting for you guys to go on like, no, well, that was John Carpenter, right? It was. And uh, another, uh, it was like he, uh, during that time of the late 70s and early 80s, he just churned out iconic movie after iconic movie and iconic character after iconic character. It, I mean, uh, Snake Plissken in uh, Escape from New York and then uh, Jack Burton. and uh, Escape from New York was awesome. It was, man. 
That's a great movie. Better than Escape from L.A. Ooh, that was bad. Yeah. See, I knew you'd go on a rant about it. <laughs> Just had to give you time. Was it John Carpenter that had he did a, a cameo in Marvelous Miss Maisel? Didn't he do a cameo in that where he's sitting in the park? I am. I'm not sure. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of something else. I'm unsure. Okay. If, if was it in the last? Because I have not finished the last season. Right, because you hated. The I last couldn't season. get you past her kid that coincidentally acted just like her, just like the Chinese girlfriend of her ex husband. Like I'm like, yeah. God damn, come up with another character, dudes. <laughs> You've got three people playing the same goddamn character. <laughs> Joel, yeah, Joel Maisel had a type. <laughs> God. Yeah. I, I, I can well, see. Well, and then they changed, but they changed the, the, his girlfriend's character from what it was mm-hmm. to so, being so, another Mrs. Maisel on the next. Like, come on. Why? Why'd you do that? Yeah. I always wanted more of the interplay between the Lenny Bruce and. Because that was, that was the, the, now, the entertaining. That was a great dynamic between yes, those that two. That was the entertaining part of the show, yeah. Ah, yeah, very, very good. And, I, and of course, I mean, I like the show. It's just. It, it had a hard time not going to shit at times, right? Because the first two seasons were so good. Yes, and it, it had the, it had a lot that set the bar high for itself, basically. Yeah. So. And we always need more Moisha. <laughs> Kevin Pollock. Is the best, I mean. Kevin Pollock is the absolute best. He is. Yeah. And uh, and and her dad. Uh... <laughs> Monk. Monk, yes. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. I can't think of anybody. His name's Abe Weissman. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's another guy that I like in pretty much everything. He, remember when he was in, in Wings? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Anthony. I always forget about him in Wings. Yeah. Anthony Scarpacci. <laughs> and he had he had the girlfriend with the, with the big face. <laughs> what do you mean by a big face? Well... You know, she has a big face, so like where most people's faces end, there's a more face. <laughs> I, can, I can see him. <laughs> and he nailed that character. Everything he's been in is fantastic. Oh, we weren't even talking about this. We yeah, were talking we're, about yeah, yeah. Big Trouble. We go from I, Big I, Trouble over the way. I knew if I gave you enough, enough time. <laughs> We'd circle back around eventually. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a leap from that movie to Tony Shalhoub. I have. <laughs> well, this is not going to be a good tie-in. <laughs> the Abyss. The Abyss. Oh, that's a great man. movie. That, I, that does have Ed Harris in it. Yes. Now, yes yeah, it, it does. And I cannot go off on that one because it, it has really been a long time since I've seen that one. But I remember liking it a lot. Yeah, it's good. It's and Ed good. Harris is another one that I seem to like in... A shit ton that he's in. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if there's a bad one. Did that I I've mention seen. he's in Glengarry Glen Ross? <laughs> <laughs> he is. No, and I'll and, and, and tell you what, though. I, uh, that's one that I've watched twice within the last year. It's, it's, it's a fucking great watch every time. Yeah, it's a great watch. Just Al Pacino. I, you know. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't put that on my list. I love the movie so much. I mean, I've seen it so many times, and I put <laughs> fucking say anything on it. Oh. And Al Pacino was one of those guys where he was in so many great movies and did so many great performances. Then mm-hmm. he did so many shitty performances. Yeah. 
uh, in the later eighties and nineties, and even heat? recently, was it Heat that he did? He was in Heat, yeah. Um, then he did uh, Scent of a Woman, which I, I guess was okay. Was I, I, I thought he did pretty good in that, um, but I mean, uh, so many of them became sort of like uh, an impressionist doing their Al Pacino. Right, he became a caricature of himself. <laughs> he as did, they, as they do sometimes. Um, so yeah, but just last word about that. The one that stole the show because he stole the show and everything he was in was Jack Lemmon. One of the absolute best actors to ever breathe air into his lungs. Love Jack Lemmon. Just wanted to go <laughs> oh, that out there. Uh, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> no, Jack Lemmon, uh, uh, absolutely. One of my very favorites. He so was what, great. What else you got? 300. 300. Oh, that I was... I don't think I ever saw that. I, I think I saw a few minutes of it. I've not seen the whole Is thing. Is that the one where like falling in the pit? Yes. Okay. Yes. Zack Schneider. Is it good? Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. You think it's good? It's on his fucking list. <laughs> yeah. Is it good? No, it's a piece <laughs> of shit. I fucking hate that movie. It's, a piece it's of on shit, my list. Jared <laughs> <laughs> Butler. Everybody has abs. It makes you want to work out after watching it. <laughs> Until you start, yeah, well, yeah. There's like, like, oh, I do I really need abs? Do, do I? I really I don't have to fight anybody. Charlie Butler is. I, I like him. Uh, he's a good actor, but he seems like a a, a good guy in interviews and shit. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd want to piss him off though. <laughs> 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 then finally, the original Jurassic Park. Oh, yes. That was great. Remember seeing it? I was, let's see, that was 94. I was 13, 14. Big screen. John screwing oh, shit up over one here. Of those, one of those spilly beers. Does it have a paper label on it? <laughs> no, actually, yeah, it does. Aha! <laughs> Scott had a theory that... <laughs> All uh, the microbrews that have a paper label instead of uh, uh, just the regular imprint on the can, that they all overflow when you open them. And I think so far that John seems to have just proven the theory. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking science up in here. (laughs) Well, you work in the sciences. Um, We're doing a podcast. We are. We are. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. We're used to those. (laughs) Beer emergencies are always excused. All right. I'm back online here. Damn, that's a 9%. Is it? Yes. Okay, this will be my only (laughs) one. And it's like like a 20-ounce beer, too. It's like like having 74 ounces of Budweiser. It's it's its own Stanley Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but most of it foamed out, so you're fine. It's down to a 12-ounce. Okay, cool. That's, That's all I've got. Sweet. Yeah. Well, what, what's your next? Um, how about um, best albums of all time? Ooh, I like this. I'm not, I, like a moron, I didn't do that one. Okay, you want to hear him? Oh, actually, I did. Because, yes. again, I'm a moron. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, again, I didn't rank these, but I did rank the first one. Because I feel strongly about this. To me, the best album in the history of albums 
is Abbey Road. Um, it's debatable, but for me, yes. If if I have to take just one, I'm taking Abbey Road. Well, I'm. <sighs> there may have been other bands that did it, but. I was not aware of anyone that had done anything like the medley on side two of Abbey Road. That entire side two, yeah. I mean, that is just one big. It's perfectly crafted. I mean, I mean, it's it's like a mini opera. Yeah, right. It's it, great. It's just the the way they were able to. And and from what I understand, they had. They had so much shit going on in their personal lives. Okay, so though both John and Paul were having trouble finishing songs, they would have an idea for a song, couldn't fucking finish it. Mm-hmm. So they figured out a way just to put the, all these little pieces together mm-hmm. to make that medley. And it's brilliant, of course. It is. I mean, and and and, and I tell you what, you, you know. Um, I think it works better better in the medley than a whole song of Mean Mr. Mustard. <laughs> right, I agree. Yeah, yeah, or Polythene Pam. Yeah, right. yeah. But the 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 bits that they have, they come off as absolute. Like Polythene Pam comes off as dynamic as hell. Mm-hmm. But of course, the last the last three, the Golden Slumbers. I mean, there's nothing better. It's like I never get tired of hearing it. If Golden Slumbers comes on radio, I'm never turned to the station. Yeah, and then, and then you know, the Golden Slumbers has that string call back to You Never Give Me Your Money. Yes. Like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's just brilliant. This is, this is the stuff of genius. Yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So that's the only one I ranked. The, others, the other nine are in no particular order. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be surprised at a couple of these. You're going to disagree with probably most of them, but here goes. Um, animals. By Wrong. Pink, Pink Floyd. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> okay. No, Animals was, was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's not as well known as The Wall or Dark Side of the Moon. Or right. Those, but it's like it's my favorite Pink Floyd, probably because of the, the fucking dark nature of it. It's just so horribly dark. It is. You know? <laughs> but... Um, 90125 from Yes. Ooh, <laughs> man, I wore that damn I album out. I did too. Um, Van Halen's first album. Oh, what a... Uh, Van Halen, that first album, it was like, it came out of nowhere. It's like, what is this? Y- you know, yeah. 19, well, it came out in 80, but it was recorded in 79. Right. So, the fact that Van, like, that shit came out and they wrote, they recorded that in 1979... What sounded like that in 1979? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And that's why it's on my list. Off the Wall, Michael Jackson. Oh, great so, movie. Great <laughs> album. Yeah. Um, there's a debate going on like between people sometimes. Like, it, What's the better album, Thriller or Off the Wall? I personally like Off the Wall better. Um, Thriller's great. I mean, there's... Mm-hmm. It, there were nine songs. Eight of them were singles. There's a reason for that. <laughs> eight, yeah, eight of them charted on, you know. But I just like Off the Wall better. This is like really his ground. So that one had like uh, Don't had, Stop You Again. Don't Stop You Again. Yeah. yeah. And it had. Um, uh, Could I leave that nine to five upon the and just enjoy yourself? Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but. Um, um, yeah, it's off. That's off the wall. What am I thinking? That's the, that's the song <laughs> off the wall. But anyway, it had lots of really funky. It's a little bit more funkier than yeah. Um, but anyway, 
um, Exile on Main Street, Rolling Stones. The double, oh. double album. Yeah. Yes. Great, great album. Um, another double album. And, and it's a double album that you can listen to without skipping anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Every song nice. on that on, on that right. double LP is fantastic. Uh it's not like a you know I like I like the band Chicago, but it's not like their double albums where they had like one record had songs on it and then another one was basically like a twenty minute twenty one minute song of like uh, flute solos and sound effects you yeah. know what I mean yeah so it yeah. was actual there had was some cohesion to it yes so yeah another double album um, I don't like the man personally. Um, uh, Layla and other assorted love songs from Derek and the Dominoes. Right, I just love that that blue, this very bluesy, and just love it. Is love the whole the whole thing. <clears throat> no, I, I I I agree. He's he's a bit of a piece of shit. He is a complete piece <laughs> of shit. Um, um, here's one that you're not gonna suspect. You know, I'm probably the biggest Queen fan. You know, I love Queen. Yes, my favorite album from them is probably like their their worst selling one, and it's on this list. It's A Day at the Races. Oh, okay. The Day at the Races has... No, yeah, what, 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 what did that one have? It had Tie Your Mother Down. Oh, great, yeah. It had uh, Someone to Love. Oh. And it also had a song on there called White Man. I, I know that song. Oh, real heavy Brian May. Yeah. You know, Brian May tended to write the heavier, you know, the heavier songs on those Queen albums. And it's just a real biting commentary on how, basically, Europeans came over to the United to America and, and raped the land and mm-hmm. did what they did, as we all, you know... Love the album from. It's also got a Teo Toriate on it. It's a really good, um, good stuff. It's got some good John Deacon compositions on it. I mean, he get got a chance to do a couple of things. Roger Taylor <coughs> sings on a couple. It's just really good. Um, what else is on here? Oh, you might. You, I know you know this one. A man in luncheonette. Hall and Oates. Oh, Hall and Oates. Yes, <laughs> that's a great one. Um, uh, it, d- 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 that one has. It's a laugh on it, doesn't it? Yes, Laughing Boy. Uh, what? Uh, I think it's called It's a Laugh. It's called Laughing Boy. Is it? Yeah. Um, it's on the second, like on the second side. Great um, album. Yeah, it's a great, great album. It's got, of course, uh, When Morning Comes starts off with that. Um, it's got the real creepy pet, uh, pedophile one on there <laughs> that John Oates wrote. You know. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> John doesn't look like a pedophile at all with not, his mustache. Not at all. And the, and the, and the black fro. Um <laughs> And my last one is Synchronicity by the Police. Oh. Good. Uh, I remember um, the year that the that album came out. I I made a cassette tape. One side was Synchronicity. One side was 90125. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I would just let, it would just flip over and just play. Putting the chromium oxide to the test there. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Now, just in case, do you want to ca- uh, explain what a cassette tape is? <laughs> oh, my God. If they're listening to this show, they probably know. Uh, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I still drive a car that has a cassette deck in it. Is that right? Yeah. It's got a six CD changer, but it has a cassette deck. It's my uh, my old Subaru. Um, there's a tape in it. There's still a tape in it. It's kind of hanging out. You know how it would hang out? It wouldn't be actually on oh, the right, track. Right. It's it's nine oh one two five. Yeah, <laughs> so I keep it I, every every year or so. I think about taking it out. I was like, no, I'm gonna leave it in there. Uh, but yeah, synchronicity. What what a fantastic album that is. Yeah, 
And it's another one that has a really good flow to it. Yeah. Um, and, and it has, has its quirky moments with Mother. Yeah. That's a really weird song. Andy Summers. Yes. And, and is it Andy? Yeah. It's Andy Summers. Yeah. Yeah. Guitar player. Um, yeah. But any, any police, all five of their albums were good. So you, you can't go wrong. But Synchronicity was the one that had. They only had five albums? Yeah. They only wrote five albums. Wow. Wish that's, you'd written more. Yeah, that's crazy. And right? and changed everything. Yeah, I mean, just the way they you know they they infused punk and reggae and all this other shit. Yeah, yeah for only five the influence that they had and, and right. like like their earlier early early albums like Atlanta uh, Atlanta 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 they, they were a bit more punky. Yeah. Right, punky especially, with some reggae overtones. Yeah, especially Regatta de Blanc, their second one. It seemed like it was it was real more a lot more punk infused. than, yeah. than like Zenyatta Mandata later. Yes, so, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of bands that I wish had made more albums, Jellyfish. Oh, jeez, <laughs> two albums we got. They made two <laughs> albums, and and they're both classic, fucking I mean, perfect. They're, 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 they're perfect albums. Uh, you just wonder what if what if they had just made. Just two more. Just give us something. I mean, oh. what a great band! What a, I never get tired of it. They're so talented. Such great songwriters. I, I, I the, their first album, Belly Button, was mm-hmm. Belly Button's great. Spilt Milk is also is is just spilt as Spilt Milk is Spilt Milk is, is it has a lot of Queen type overtones to it. Yeah, and you can tell they're very heavily influenced by Queen. Queen and the Beatles and the Beatles. Yeah, very Beatles Beatles esque. Yeah. Um, and they you they don't steal, but they're clearly in, not ashamed to use their influence. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll do. I think I think I have an album. One. Yeah. Okay. Cool. My albums are Revolver. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Sinatra at the Sands. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which that should be on my. Yeah, that's awesome. from 1965. He had just turned fifty. I, um, where I used to work, I had in my office. I, and this is not exa- no exaggeration. I played that album in my office um, through like Amazon or whatever. I didn't have a record player in my office, mm-hmm. but I played it every day for about two years. Yeah. There's no um like if you're going to build like a like a time capsule or shoot shoot a box of shit off into space for an alien world to find and you want to use an example of big band music, that's what you put in it. I mean, it, that album uh, it, 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 it was Basie's uh, yeah. Basie's orchestra was hot. Yeah, it's that, so I mean, they good. were it's so good. Yeah. Then I have oh Rockpile, Seconds of Pleasure. Rockpile. Oh, my God. Rockpile had a... Uh, is it Nick Lowe? Nick Lowe and, and uh, Dave Edmonds. Dave Edmonds, that's right. Rockpile was good. Man. Oh, jeez. That one came out in 80. Man, I... Uh, I think I have two... Uh, two copies of it on vinyl mm-hmm. because I almost wore out my first copy. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, next is Beggar's Banquet for me. Oh, yeah. Beggar's Banquet. Just an amazing album. Um, then I have the White Album. Oh. I have issues with the White Album. 
which which, which are um, I kind of I kind of feel like there's a little bit of filler in it. Well, there are, there are, there are uh, you have Wild Honey Pie, you have Revolution 9, although it can also be argued that Revolution 9 was pretty fucking cutting edge. Yeah, it was. Uh, on the avant-garde, right. you know, taking, doing the tape loops. I mean, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, that was. Tape loops right. now is, is quite the thing. Right. Very innovative. You're right. And I don't hate the album. I like the album. Um, any album that's going to have Helter Skelter on it. Or um, Julia. Oh, jeez. I know, that's a great song. Uh, Dear Prudence. Oh, Dear Prudence is probably my favorite song on there. Yeah, it's... It, the album, don't get me wrong, the album The album is great. I mean, um, I just wish it were not a double album. I, I, I know you... Yes, it's on your list, so you... Man, yeah. I, I don't think there's... <laughs> even Wild Honey Pie. I mean, if I'm listening to the album, I don't skip it. Yeah. Well, it's like 20 seconds long. So it, <laughs> right. Uh, then I have, and you might not know this one, Paul Carrick, Suburban Voodoo. Paul Carrick. Is that the dude in Jefferson Starship? No. No. That's Mickey <laughs> Thomas. No, no, not. I'm thinking of Paul. Was it Tranner? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, Can- yeah, yeah. Canner. Paul Canner. Sorry. No, uh, Paul Carrick, he, had, uh, he was the lead singer on... The song by Ace, How Long Has This Been Going On? Oh, okay. He he had done a bunch of different things with different people. Oh, he he uh, was in Squeeze for one album oh, okay. and sang uh, Tempted. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then left them after one album and then recorded the album Suburban Voodoo. If you've never heard it, which it sounds like you've never have, it's a great listen. I'm going to have to give that a listen. It's, it's yeah. It's 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 got that great power pop with a lot of soul. You had me at power pop. Yeah, because <laughs> I, mean, I like I always up for some. It's power like pop. Yeah. soulful power pop. Yeah. Then I have James Brown live at the Apollo. Oh yeah, that's very iconic, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, King Records here in Cincinnati, and uh, the owner Sid Nathan did not want to spend the money. Recording it because he said that live albums didn't go anywhere. You, you, they were <laughs> sorry. Waste, they were a waste of money. <laughs> sorry about that. It's fighting off a sneeze. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, James Brown said, "Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll pay for right." And it's just to prove your ass wrong. And wound up being one of the biggest albums. One, one of the most iconic albums. What did he know about? Yeah, live albums. It's like, that's like the guy that said, this television thing is never going to take off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that Sid Nathan was... An idiot. A rube, you know. Right. He, he did some pretty great stuff. Uh, next owl. I have Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. The first album. Okay. Wow. Uh, what did that have on it? It, it had like uh, trying to get to you. It had uh, when my blue moon turns to gold again. It, it it was this perfect fucking. I'm surprised. Rock and rockabilly. When did that come out? Fifty six, maybe. See, I didn't think they did albums back then. I just yeah. thought they just released singles. No, 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 no. Okay. As a matter of fact, the the first forty five didn't come out till forty nine. Okay. Because it seems like a lot of the Beatles stuff, some of the Beatles stuff, early Beatles stuff, like they're not on albums, they're just on singles, right? Well, the Beatles did that, though. They, they did, they, it's a marketing thing, I'm sure. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, so the Beatles would, uh, they had a thing where they, they, would, uh, they would have an idea for a song and want to rush it out, get it out. But then they were like, but we don't want to put this on our album because we feel that's cheating. We're going to come up with all new songs for our album. <laughs> Because uh, we can. Right, because we're the fucking Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last one for me on here is uh, a tie between the Kinks' Low Budget oh, yeah. and the Kinks' One for the Road, which was their double live album. Oh, I never heard that. I've heard Low Budget. Um, the Kinks... They're prolific. I mean, how many albums? They've had so many albums. Then Ray Davis's solo stuff. Yeah. So much so much stuff. And, so. you know, uh, perhaps the fathers of um, both early heavy metal and punk. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, big Kinks fan. Yeah. They're, yeah. Good band. Now, Scott, do you have a list? I've got a list as you guys were talking about your list because I did not create a list for <laughs> albums. Well, you don't know. I, I told John we we don't have to have all yeah. the same list. Well, I, I we, think it makes we, for more conversation if we don't have all the same list. I mean, you yeah, can have like a list of porn stars or something. Be, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, anybody? Most any, of his porn is in thirty-second intervals. Yeah. <laughs> That way they have 20 seconds to recover. <laughs> uh, let's anyway. see. I've got 10 by Pearl Jam. Oh, I have that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've got that on CD. I've got that on vinyl. Oh, you do? I do. Is it oh. a repressing? Obviously. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Of course. <laughs> it, it, my, my genres are quite different. That's a good album. That's than, a really good album. Yeah. Than, yeah. than your alls. Because uh, I like the full... Singer songwriter style. I do too, actually. I've got a uh, Mumford and Sons, mm. Babel. You big dummy! Oh, that no, 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 no. That, that's, that's different, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's, that's Sanford. <laughs> ah, yeah. I can see how you get confused. <laughs> yeah, they're so similar. <laughs> so similar. <laughs> Some's British and the other one's not. Right. <laughs> Days of the New Yellow Album. Days of the New. I forgot about that. I did, too. Yeah, I totally Because all the albums were called Days of the New, but they each had a different color. It sounds like Weezer. Doesn't Weezer do that? They have, like, the blue album and the green album and the red album. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> they did that for a while. Yeah. Then Kings of Leon. Oh, Kings of Leon is good. Oh, yeah. Mechanical Bull, fantastic album. And the only one I really listen to anymore is uh, The Black Keys. Oh, oh yeah! Any, any, give me any of their albums, and okay, I'm, and I'm content. Do you feel? I'm going to bring this up. To maybe don't beat my ass. Are the Black Keys a little derivative of the White Stripes? Maybe a little bit. Well, you got the the There's the two, duo, right? They're a duo. They they have a in the strip down sound. So I was going to say the strip sound, right? Um. I don't know. I like the black keys. Don't get me wrong. I just um, and white and black, right? White keys, black stripes, or white stripes, black keys. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the black keys are maybe a little edgier. I I think the white stripes are a little more simplistic with their. I would agree with sound. I would agree with that. Yeah. 
White Stripes has really got a raw, stripped-down sound. And Black Keys sounds a little bit more produced and professional. Honestly, I mean... Yeah, they're you know, a little bit more of the bluesy yeah. style. You I mean, kind of felt like a, a lot of the stuff on the White Stripes, it was it was kind of close to being like... They, they kind of almost sounded like outtakes or demos a little bit. Yeah. So. I think a lot of them were. <laughs> so. And what, like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, this is not, you know, uh, against women drummers or anything, but I've seen all these drummers say, oh, Meg White's one of my favorite drummers. She's not. She's, she's, she, she's not. She's, Everything uh, that she did was boom, ba, boom, ba. You know what? She kept beat. Right, and that's what I've heard is is Meg White's her job was to because, but that doesn't make make her one of the best. Oh, I never, I would never, I would never suggest that. In a but but that, that's my that's my my gripe is that so many people are suggesting that. Yeah, oh, she's one. Of the, but no, she she's was not. Not one of the best. She's an, no, that's not no. <laughs> no, she no. did nothing innovative. No, her job was to because. Jack White played all the instruments, and he couldn't. But he couldn't play the drums and play all the instruments. So he needed someone to play the drums. And you know, I guess you can pay your wife cheaper. Yeah, oh, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. It's yeah, his sister. Sister, his yeah. sister wife. His sister. sister. <laughs> yeah, he he taught her the basics. Yeah, he did teach her. Yeah, I she's mean, a bartender, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times, I don't even hear hi hat or cymbal. I just hear like she's holding one stick. Well, have you seen? Um, what is that that the document like is it live northern lights have you seen that no, it's actually not. really good um but it, it's like a documentary of the white stripes on tour in canada mm-hmm. so they go through like nova scotia and they do and it shows them doing all these little weird tours and stuff um but yeah you you can you can see her setup in in that and it's very minimal i mean she's got like a floor tom it's got a snare she's got a ride cymbal and like maybe another symbol, and that's it. You know, I don't even know if she has a bass drum. Um, well, she must have a bass drum. Yeah, doorbell has a has obviously yeah, yeah. a bass drum. But any her kit's real stripped down, and, bare bones. And there are times when you see him walk over and like hit or like do the symbol stop with his hand. You know, because mm-hmm. you know she's just not that, and, and it's not her fault. We drummers call that a clutch. Is that a clutch? Okay, got it. Okay, so. He would walk over and do that, and but it, and it's nothing against her. She's doing her best, and she's better drummer than I am, you know. But anyway, but you're a trumpet player. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's also a fair point. <laughs> but she's made so much money being a just a basic drummer. Oh, I agree. I mean, but. That's not subjective of kinda, talent. Right. And I kind of feel like she was thrust in, you know, she wanted to be, she wanted, and I I think Jack White wanted her to do that. She went along with it because they're married, and that's kind of how that went. Or became. brother and sister. Or I'm sorry, yeah, brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> how long did they keep that ruse up? Like I, five or six it years? Was it was weird. I don't, I don't even know why you would do that. strange yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is Jack White. He's an oh, he's, he's a, a he's an odd guy. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's talented, very extremely talented. talented, but he's an odd guy. Yeah. So yeah, um, and and Black last is uh, Tyler Childers, okay. country okay. bluegrass. I don't, I don't know that. Oh, I like bluegrass, but yeah, he's the one that had a lot of heat recently with his newest video of two gay coal miners kissing. 
Oh, I'll have to check that out. I'll bet you that, that, that's going to win at the Country Music Video Awards. Oh, there <laughs> Oh, he's been canceled. Peyton Manning is going to tap dance around that one. Is he like the host of it or something? Yeah, and it's it's a fantastic I'll have to video check that out. Song. I have no idea. Everybody's like, man, I proposed to my girlfriend to that song, and you released this video. Gotcha. I, 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 yeah, I'm well, not we'll going to we'll go off leave, on it. But we'll, we'll just leave it at yeah, that. I just think all that... Yeah, uh, you like that song? Well, you know what it's about. <laughs> exactly. I, I just think the outrage of anyone's sexuality is a bit silly. It, well, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a guy in our band who has said very succinctly, which I, I like, um, I don't know how someone else's marriage affects my marriage. Right? Duh. That's kind of how you got to go with it. Yeah. So, anyway. That's that's our social commentary for the evening. Back to the lists. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any more on that? No, that, that was, was, that was, was the last one. All right. Save yeah. the best for last. Yeah, I don't, I don't listen to many different things. What else yeah. you got? Um, well, I, I, what I have is I have a top ten, which became a top five, and then it ended up being a top seven. Okay. Okay. So what it is? I like your math. It's top seven events that affected events that affected pop culture. Ooh. Okay. So. I, fe- I feel arguments coming. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I hope. I like to argue. Um. And again, no particular order. The Berlin Wall coming down. Oh Jesus! Yeah. I. Uh, you know what? I was in England when that was happening. Oh uh-huh. shit! And um. I was in a bar, and what? <laughs> I know, I know, I, I know. <laughs> Go with me on this. I actually was in a bar. Uh, all right. Uh, I was in a bar, and I, I'm talking to these guys, and they're like, "Hey, I think we're gonna just go over to Berlin," and and I was like, "Oh, you know, I don't know," and, and, and I, I just want to go back and kick my own ass <laughs> for not going over there. Yeah. And 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 seeing this, mm-hmm. yeah, it was so fucking close. Right. Oh man, you could have done the Robin Hood men in tights. I'm on the east side. I'm on the west side. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just just because it it seemed to open up new avenues east and west as far as like the interchange of culture. I mean, obviously that they haven't done that hadn't been done since. The Second World War, right? Right, since right. the Berlin, since the since so after after the occupation was over, yes. so like what forty seven? Yeah, so they, they when they partitioned Berlin in the war, I'm um, Give me one of those. So uh, yeah, um, it just kind of because if you think about what the Russians and David Hasselhoff, because <laughs> Germans love David. One thing, <laughs> Norm Macdonald. <laughs> one thing we know about the Germans is they love David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like the Russians' idea of culture, Western culture, was McDonald's and blue jeans. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so that was a, a big one. Um, the advent of MTV. Oh boy! If you think about the music video, what that's done for pop culture, um, you know, I, I, that that changed the entire landscape. Right. Not only on how we uh, digest music, but 
it, it also uh, uh, the 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 subjects of the um, videos changed how we dressed, mm-hmm. changed exactly. how we talked, exactly how we danced. I mean, right. it, uh, the, the the so not only uh, how we took in the music now, but everything about the music affected us differently. Yeah, I've told this story a lot of times, so pardon me if you've if you've heard it before. But when I was like thirteen or fourteen, that was my my Friday night would be watch watch Miami Vice, <laughs> then wait for the wait for the news to be over with, and then at eleven thirty, Friday night videos came on because I didn't ah, have cable. Yeah, but you get on NBC at eleven thirty. They for two hours they had Friday night videos, um, and then after that you would play Atari all night but yeah it was like for a 13 year old there couldn't there's not a better way to spend an evening in 1983 or 4 or whatever it was right so yeah um, oh and then uh, remember uh, if you didn't have MTV was it USA that used to have Night Flight that's right yeah I forgot about that I forgot about that yeah that's right so yeah but everybody was like man and when I finally got MTV I was like I couldn't uh I couldn't turn it off, you know. Oh God! So it was yeah, just like it was one afternoon. I was like, "Oh my God!" They've these this music. It's a lot different than I had it in my head, you know. Look, looking at this, yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, well, and then and then uh, you, you know what? Initially, it was you know most of the videos were the standard, just a video of a band playing, right? With smoke, with a smoke machine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they became. More elaborate and right. yeah, I think of the one where it can happen by yes, not nine one two five. Oh, where that, they're, but they're, they've got it's the cameras above head and they're just basically turn around in a circle and there's the video is very avant garde. Yeah, and, it's very cool. Uh, whatever he and the, jumps the, off the building at the end. Yeah, and then, then it's then it's a bird. And, yeah, um, you might think by the cars with the little bugs with the faces on. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of different things that are kind of burned in my head. and 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 magic uh with yes. by the cars where he's walking across the pool yeah that's it yeah that's yeah. right yeah yeah um woodstock they got other woodstock in there right that man that was a hell of a, a cultural thing as long right. as we're not talking woodstock 99 and we're not oh, talking we're, we're not talking woodstock and snoopy either because <laughs> <laughs> uh, i know how much you like the peanuts <laughs> Fucking hate the peanuts. <laughs> I don't quite get that. I, had, I, I, I don't get this, the hate I love the peanuts. peanuts. I think every every podcast we should mention how much Scott hates peanuts. God, I hate the peanuts. <laughs> I hate the fucking Charlie Brown. Good God. grief. Oh, fucking, damn you, Brian. <laughs> fucking Linus. Fucking Linus. <laughs> Fuck them. Lights, please. <laughs> anyway, so you yeah. get so angry. What's the- <laughs> Well, which they, yeah, I mean, you can't really say it. Woodstock. You can say what there's, what hasn't been said about it. It's the most famous concert in history, right? Oh yeah, and uh, and that's a weird one because it it didn't change culture as much as that sort of. I think was it, it affirmed the, it. Yeah, that one sort of was like the swan song of a culture the hippie yeah culture thing yeah right because that was what 69 yes and you really have hippies in 74 or 75 right yeah i mean they were kind of hippies but they weren't protesting anything really 
right. Uh, that was well, the whole, yeah, I mean, we still had Vietnam, some. Right. We had some Vietnam protesters. Right. I mean, we still had but hippies. The, right. Quite the, the 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 hippie that you think of as in Woodstock, with the the flower power, the flower right. children. That right. sort of ended there. Yeah, I yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, um, civil rights movement. Oh, mm. that that kind of started the flow of the acceptance to me of like more the R&B stuff like became more consumed by white America after this to me after the civil rights movement became more 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 integration yeah more integration more acceptable to you know you don't have to you don't have to tell your clan friends that you're listening to (laughs) to the Supremes right you know what I mean yeah so I mean and and as you know I'm I mean crazy nutsy about Blues oh, yeah, and, R&B. And, and R&B. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, here's one. I'm, there's, I know you'll agree with this one. Um, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah. I that mean, changed the, the whole... Uh, yeah. Uh, that, it was incredibly anticipated, highly anticipated. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had previously just shown a clip on Jack Parr. Mm-hmm. And they were basically just making fun of the whole Beatle thing in England. Yeah. And that was, it was shortly before Ed Sullivan. And then in February of 64 is the, uh, when they landed and did the Ed Sullivan shows. Uh, yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, is there a more famous television event than Beatles on Ed Sullivan. I mean, if you think about it, is there maybe the moon landing? What What did they say? Well, it's like 80% yeah. of the viewing public <laughs> watched that event. Yeah, that's insane. Yes. Right. I mean, holy shit. Now, granted, back then there were only four channels, but still. Still. Yeah. Question, who's bigger, Elvis or the Beatles? Well, Beatles. Beatles, because... I think they they had more of a cultural impact, lasting impact, yes. than Elvis did. Elvis uh, Elvis's impact, his big impact was when it came out until he went into the army. Mm-hmm. That's maybe three years. Right. After that, his impact was not so the it, army kind was of not as much going into the army kind of ruined his well and it, 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 you know, it slowed, a lot of that it slowed his it slowed his momentum oh yeah. absolutely and then when he came out wasn't doing as good of uh, stuff stuff you know um now his Elvis, manager had him in all those shitty movies and he had to do all those shitty soundtracks yeah with, right who can forget clambake yeah, <laughs> right. And then, of course, you have to have a song going to a clam. Oh, do clam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn! I should have put that thing just, you do on my list. It's just all fucking shit. Yeah, you know. Um, and and from a musical standpoint, as well as a cultural standpoint, you know, the Beatles, they've influenced so many other bands down the road, down the line, downstream. I mean, not to say that Elvis didn't, because he clearly did. Well, he influenced the Beatles. Good, right, along with Little Richard and yes. all that, uh, uh, all the blues guys that John Lennon was crazy about. Yeah, Chuck Berry. Chuck and, Berry, uh, right, that's what I was trying to think of. Uh, Little Richard. Yeah. Um, 
Now, so. you guys know I'm ignorant with everything. Did Elvis write any of his own he did songs? Not. He did not. He did not. And that's another difference. Although he does have writing credit on one or two, and that was because his manager yeah. said, if you want me to... Uh, what the if you want Elvis, Elvis to record this, you're going to have to give him right. Right, because there's publishing rights and there's shit that goes yes, along with that. that money, that we, we get more money. Right. Exactly. I wonder if he ever and, tried and to write anything. I have no idea. I mean, probably shortly after he came back from the army, it was too fucking high to. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I understand he had a drug problem. Uh, Not that the Beatles didn't, but <laughs> well, right. But they didn't die from it. <laughs> True. Well, that's a, that's a good point. Um. And famously, uh, Elvis uh, uh, had wanted to record um, I Will Always Love You. By oh, yes, I do know this story. And uh, so uh, Dolly's management, or maybe even her, is talking to the colonel about it. And he says, okay, well, you have to give publishing rights to Elvis because that's the only way he does songs. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, no. oh, fuck you. You're right. Because I'm Dolly Parton. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really. Don't I mean, really she do. wasn't as you know. She wasn't the icon she is now. You know, we're right. talking. But back then, she was just as well known as a songwriter. Yes. You know. So. And, and there's only one Colonel I respect anymore, and that's Colonel Sanders. It is Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel um, Hogan getting no love. Girl, yeah, Hogan. Um. <laughs> About the uh, advent of Saturday Night Live on col- on pop culture, I mean everybody talks about for since the seventies have talked about Saturday Night Live. How many times have you heard somebody recount a Saturday Night Live skit or somebody that was a graduate of Saturday Night Live and the movies from SNL grads and I mean long reaching and, and that doesn't even start to talk about the musical. Guests Mus- I was getting guests. ready to say the musical yeah. guests. Famous musical appearances. Elvis Costello's famous appearance. Um, Although, the, like the first what two three years, it seems like Leon Rudbone was on there <laughs> every, Rudbone, other, right. every other every <laughs> other fucking show. <laughs> Leon, that's right, Leon Redbone. Um, you know, I think of the the famous musical performances. I remember. Uh, one of the ones I remember is when Living Color. Oh, I remember that one. Oh, I love and Living Color. And they came out and they did Cult of Personality. And it was like they detonated a nuclear device. It was so energetic and so good. It was visually, it was, in, it was just incredible. Well, that's the a Stones fantastic song, too. The Stones, yeah. And when Paul McCartney did, he came out like for his second song. You know, he was promoting an album. I don't know. I don't remember which one it was. It might have been Give My Regards to Broad Street. I don't remember which one. But the second song he came out and he sat in, at down the piano and he started with Hey Jude. <laughs> and the crowd just went freaking nuts. You know? Yeah. Just so many great mo- moments. See, I, can, I can only remember Paul McCartney with Chris Farley. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, yes. you remember when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> and I always love when awesome. the when the. Do you like that part? <laughs> <laughs> remember when you got busted for pot? I don't even like was... to talk about that. I don't really like to talk about. <laughs> so stupid, stupid. <laughs> remember when you said the love that you take is equal to the love you make? Um, um. Do you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, 
No, SNL uh, absolutely <laughs> had a ginormous cultural impact. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane, you ignorant slut. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, Chevy Chase and you're not. Uh, samurai. Samurai. That's right. The Killer Bees. That's <laughs> right. Um, the Wild and Crazy Guys. The Blues Brothers. Blues bro- the Blues Brothers. Another. Yeah. yeah. What a spinoff that was. Right? Wayne's World. Wayne's, Wayne's yes. World. I mean, so many movies. I mean, Night at the Roxbury was essentially a Saturday uh, Night Live skit. Well, well and the movie was also a Saturday Night Live skit. I mean, it was. Yeah. The Airhead. Or uh, Coneheads. 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 Yeah, Airheads. Yeah, the Coneheads. That's a delicious candy. <laughs> yes. Coneheads. That's right. Coneheads. Hey, Lauren, is there going to be a Coneheads 2? Can I be in- <laughs> That was the one where Lorne Michaels is like, he's got Chris Farley in his lap and he's kind of stroking his hair and shooting. <laughs> and Chris Farley asked him if there's going to be a Coneheads too. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, well, everything that Chris Farley was in. <laughs> Tommy Boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beverly Hills Ninja. See, in, in, in my defense, Airheads is a movie with Chris Farley. That, oh, that's right. Adam Sandler. That's right. Steve Buscemi. Brandon Frazier. Is that like a pre-fat Brendan Fraser? Or yes, okay. yes. Although he, he he looked like Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Although SNL also unleashed uh, uh, all the Sandler movies on us. That's yeah. true. And he unfortunately unleashed Rob Schneider on us. Oh God! Making copies and the orgasm I, guy. I, I, you can do it. How how did he became become famous with know. just? The copy guy. I mean, well, that he, was basically he, his well, only now, thing. He had orgasm guy, which, he, <laughs> and I love how he worked out names for his characters. <laughs> so it's, it's whatever he did and guy. Know, call him, let's call him copy guy. You can get him. But I got. I, I wanted to start kicking people in the nuts when they started talking about making copy. Oh God, yeah. It's like shut the hell up. Well, and then uh, they had they had the. What year was that? Maybe 85, 86, when they had um, uh, Billy Crystal mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, the Fern- was Fernando, that? was that the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was Fernando, and then uh, Christopher Guest was on it. That's right. Uh, I mean, Martin Short was on it. A Martin lot Short. Yeah. That, that, well, that was the that was that same season. Yeah, it only lasted for one season. Yeah, it was like Harry Shearer was on there. Like Harry Martin Short. Yeah. And they did the Olympic. The, they did the oh, synchronized swimmers. Synchronized so swimming. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be an event for uh, for two years. And uh, he goes, "That's good because we could use the time." Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a strong swimmer. I'm not a, I'm not a <laughs> Wrong swimmer. <laughs> he has a little yeah. nose clip on. <laughs> the water didn't get up his nose. Hey, you. I know you. I know you. <laughs> can I say, can I say cr- something controversial? Yes. Please. I hate Martin Short. I used to hate Martin Short. I, now I love him. It, to me, he always plays the same character. It, it's um, for, for some reason. That's I just, a good point. I, mean, I just... But it's a funny character. I mean, he wasn't. He was is okay. Is it though? Is, well, was he the same? Like Three Amigos? I mean, he wasn't the same character. Wow. No, he was not. Okay. I just, I never found him funny. I can, I can, I respect I, that. Yeah. I respect it, but you're wrong. 
think Brian and I disagree about. I I, I respect Martin your Short. Martin Short is wrong. one of my favorites. I like my Martin, absolute I like favorite. Martin Short. Um, I just don't get it. Maybe I'm too stupid. I well, don't know. Brian and I disagree on Emo Phillips. I don't think Emo Phillips is funny, and you like him a lot. Now, and I will I will say, though, it's only his hasty pudding. Um, <laughs> is that one skit? He, 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 no, he, no, not a skit. He did a show at the Hasty Pudding Theater. Oh, okay. And that show was fantastic. Okay. And uh, whenever I think of Emo Phillips, I think of that show. See, I could take him or leave him. Yeah. I, I don't mind him. It kind of reminds me of that there was a comedian in the early 80s that Letterman always had on, Jake Johansson. I don't remember him. I don't. God, he just was not funny. He's like, why does this guy keep having Jake fucking Johansson on? Um, anyway, my last one for the <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I didn't <laughs> no, no, mean to okay. interrupt, no, 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 but yes, okay. talking about Martin Short. No, we've Once just, again, we've just I had off. the peanuts anger. <laughs> <laughs> we just got off on such a tangent. Um, Live Aid. Ooh, Ooh yeah. That I was, took off work. 1985. I took off work and um, pretty much just watched the whole damn thing. How yeah. long was it? Oh, it was like two days, wasn't it? I had a, it was at least like an entire day. I had one friend that uh, that told me that um, that's our generation's Woodstock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I just remember the We Are the World. Mm-hmm. That's. Well, that. Well, that's not. That's not quite the same as the Live Aid. Thing. It wasn't the same no. thing. Okay. Yeah, Bob Geldof put that together and he had. Who was? I mean, See, everybody remembered Live Aid. Queen, Queen, Queen did their right. Oh, and that's the one amazing. Where, that's the one where Queen. That has, one. They basically okay, stole, okay. stole the whole thing. Um, and then um, Phil Collins mm-hmm. played in Philadelphia, took a Learjet, yeah. and played in London. Yeah, yeah. Because they had they had it set up both in Philly and oh, that's right in London. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Wembley Stadium. Yeah, so Live Aid was it was. There were so many great acts on that. Everybody was in that, right? I yes. Mean, everybody who, because they had to fill twelve or thirteen hours worth of, and they yeah. only had like twenty minute sets, right? I mean, they didn't. It's not like they played. Yeah, long. I mean, seriously. Well, I mean, I don't think everybody got as long. Probably. Right. right. I'm guessing. Right. Um, but holy shit. I mean, there was just everybody, and, you know, and, and then you look at it. There were certain people I didn't know because they were popular in England, but not mm-hmm. like Midger. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I don't know. It, it's a it's an odd name because I thought it was a band, but it's a guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so there were different people that I wasn't quite as familiar with, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of. Huge, huge. Nation. Did you go out and buy new albums because of that? No, no, no I did not. However, people did. I mean, oh yeah. Well, well I, I'm sure I think they it did. Introduced a whole lot of music to people that didn't follow music, right? You know, except what was on the top forty, right? Right. Yeah. I was always more into the obscure stuff, you know. Right. Who was the closer? Do you guys remember? I do not. I don't remember. Um, I wonder if there's like a list somewhere. Oh, there's gotta be. Oh, like the, the... let me check the Google device. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that's my those are that's my top seven. Uh, that was events. What a fantastic list that I I, I really like that. I oh well, thanks. I, mean, I, I have thought, thought about that. I put a lot of thought into that one. Thank you. I like yeah. This beer is really strong and oh, it has tasty. a it's good. But at the top, I taste a slight, uh, almost like an evergreen taste. Yeah, I do too. It's it's like... But I like it. Yeah. So I taste like it's got a booze nose mm-hmm. and, and like a really strong alcohol finish. Wait, are we doing, are, <laughs> it's like, are we doing a commercial? We might be drinking gin. <laughs> yeah, back when like they didn't go to commercial break, like the host of the show would oh, just yes, do a commercial yes. like for Carnation Instant Breakfast or Carnation Condensed Milk. That's what I, I, was. I are did not know Black Sabbath was part of Live Aid. Ooh. Anybody who was anybody. Right? David Bowie, Dire Straits, Well, Paul wasn't McCartney. Led Zeppelin? Yes, Led Zeppelin. Yep. They, they played with uh, Jason Bottom. That's right. Phil Collins, U2, The Who, Elvis Costello, Eric Clapton, Madonna. Can you imagine going Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh my God, can you imagine? (laughs) Adam Ant. Yeah, I'd go see him too. What the hell? Yeah. (laughs) Judas Priest. Awesome. (laughs) Makes me want to go back and build a time machine and go back in time. (laughs) Jesus. Pete's. Yeah. yeah. Everybody wanted to be in that. Yeah. Part of that. Um, we got for a list. Boomtown list. Rats. David. Well, Trump, well Bob yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob Goldoff right. was uh, okay. Yeah, that, that put it all together. Yeah. So. Okay, I have TV series. Oh, yes. I got something similar, but it's sitcoms. But we'll go with yours. Series right. is more of a wider. Yeah. Yeah. Range. I, I I just kind of. Um, and some of these are just favorites, and some of them are. Because I thought they sort of changed things. You Hopefully know? you don't put, like, my mother of the car on there or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Go bots. He's like, uh, he's got a bit... No, that's not on there. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have All in the Family. Yep. I have Newhart slash The Bob Newhart Show. Oh, classic. The Bob Newhart Show was... I liked it better than Newhart. Um, I like Newhart pretty well as well. Yeah, that was funny with Daryl and their other brother, Daryl, and all that shit. Yeah, I mean, mean, Peter Scolari. They sort of took over in the last two seasons, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I I thought uh, the dynamic with with Julia Duffy Mm -hmm. and uh, Peter Scolari, I think he was hilarious. He was hilarious. Yeah, I I really like him. Um, but that's a good, well, I forgot. I always forget about that. That and I had a long run too. It, it was did. a really good good show. Um, then I have oh, Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. Yeah, I I Thirty Rock. Is I, I've rewatched that entire series like yeah at least twice. Yeah, and my God, it holds up. Yeah. Uh, then I have I have the Muppet Show. The, ooh, now that did have an effect on pop culture. It did because a lot of people, a lot of famous people, were guests on that. Uh, and Jonathan it, Winters. It was sort of like yeah. uh, the, the back in the sixties when everybody wanted to get on Batman. Yeah. Everybody wanted to get on, on the, the Muppet, Muppet Show. Show, right? Because it, I, I mean, everybody was tuning in to the Muppet Show. It, it was quite it the phenomena, right? And it didn't hurt that it was like right before it was like seven thirty on a two, like really good time slot, right? Yes. Right, people were finishing dinner, but they haven't gone to bed yet, right? Oh, right. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, I mean, uh, 
most people kind of just knew him from like Sesame Street. Right. See, I thought the Muppet Show was pretty innovative. I mean, how how ballsy to say, let's do a primetime show with puppets. And it's a variety show. And it's a variety show. You know how tempted I was to sing Phenomenon. Phenomenon. I think that show. And I've rewatched several episodes lately, and man, it's still good. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Then I have Columbo. Beautiful Columbo. There's just one other thing I don't understand. A little formulaic, but it's a good show. It is a very good show. Yeah. And and uh, even though it might be a bit of a formula, it was... <laughs> well, what wasn't? I mean... If in, you think but it, but it was kind right? of in reverse. Yeah. You knew who did it. They showed you the crime. They mm-hmm. showed you who did it. And it was just watching Columbo solve it. So not to get too artsy on you, but that's the whole, uh, you know, the, the novel Crime and Punishment. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how that works is like, you know who did it. And then the rest of the book is him, is the the uh, police inspector and the murderer sort of engaged in this psychological give and take. Um, so you get to kind of see, it's like, okay, I know who did it. Now I want to see how it plays out. And that's kind of what you were just saying. Yeah. 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 So very much like crime and punishment. So that's cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, then I have Twilight Zone. Of course. Yeah, that's a yes. great one. Is, and there's a, another uh, huge pop culture. Yes, yeah. uh, and, and there's episodes and and just the uh, the intros and stuff by Rod Serling yeah. that have become yeah. Then I have Cold Shack, the Night Stalker. I don't, I don't know, know that one. one. It was on one season in seventy four, seventy five. And it inspired uh, X-Files. Okay. It inspired all kind of stuff. Okay, cool. Uh, Darren McGavin was the lead. He was a reporter. Oh, I do like Darren McGavin. He was a reporter in Chicago. And um, it, it iconic. Yeah. Uh, then I have Arrested Development. Oh, my God. I almost put that on my sitcom list, but I, I, I consider the time frame. Rest of development. I, I, is, I went ahead. Like I said, I, I wasn't worried yeah, as see, much I, about I, time right, frames. And I, I did. That's the only reason I didn't put arrest. Arrest of development is perfect. It's just Jeffrey Tambor and Jason Bateman. Oh my god! And as much as I don't like him in other things, Will Arnett is so funny in that. I love Will Arnett. I like. I I, I really That's like Joe Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I and I can't tell you. Uh, I, I, okay, I used to work for my employer that I'm currently employed with. They downsized. They got rid of my department. Then I went through a couple other jobs. Then I came back to, and I had a manager. And she was just awful. She was <laughs> fucking terrible. And I, I remember I, hearing I, about her. I just was complete Job because... I remember looking at my monitor and thinking, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> That's an awesome catchphrase. I don't know if you didn't bring that one up earlier. That's great. Oh, and then when, uh, when what's his name, wanted to be in the Blue Man Group? 
<laughs> and they used to use a non-washable dye. <laughs> and he would—he was always—he was a, was a never-nude. Yes, <laughs> he always wore shorts. He and it was like, like Daisy Dukes. Yes. <laughs> that that show is fantastic. Show, yeah, I, I, I want to watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna pause. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I have Mash. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's on my list. Yeah, that's on mine too. Yeah, uh, I have Freaks and Geeks. Oh, I know you like Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Judd Apatow, my God. I know how much you like that. That launched to... so many careers. Yeah. Did that have John Cryer in it? No. No. Okay. What was I thinking? It had John Cryer. I'm th- maybe I'm thinking of Pretty in Pink. I don't know. I, but yeah. Um, this, this, I kind of went off on this because I couldn't stop. Then I have Seinfeld. Yeah, I have Seinfeld also. The Simpsons. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Taxi. Oh, why didn't I think of Taxi? That's great. Taxi is great. What a great yeah. That's a that's a good list. Oh, um, I know you put a lot of comedies in there. I know this. Yeah. Yes, I, I I'm big on comedy, so I'll piggyback on that. Okay. And I, I this is strictly I've got ten sitcoms, so, and this this one. Is the the first one is the best one for me is Mash. Um, I don't think there's a better it, sitcom. It, it's fantastic. Still holds it is, up. Yeah, it's it still does. you can watch it now. It's fine. yeah, right. except that the first, yeah. the first season <laughs> with Spear Chucker. <laughs> I, I, I remember getting that message. Like, guys, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, Why did you have a character named Spear Chucker? Yes, I was like, did that really happen? <laughs> yeah. What, what was this, 1972, maybe, yeah. that this started? And, and this you, was one of the rare instances. You have the one black character. <laughs> it, it's the one black character. I was going to say, there wasn't a, a character like in the movie. Right. No. Was there? No, I don't think so. Right. Yeah, I, I never understood that. And then he wasn't in the following seasons. Like, no. Like, like, oh, they no. thought, okay, that's enough black guy for... <laughs> Um, yeah, we we can't change his name. <laughs> I mean, we crazy. could, but let's just let's just get rid of him. Yeah, Charles, the character previously known as Spear Trucker. Yeah, I remember getting that message like, "Hey, I'm rewatching Mash." <laughs> Did you know? Like, ah, oh, shit, I do remember that. I'm uncomfortable reading this now. It was one of the, the rare things where, like, the the sitcom was better than the movie yes you know because yeah. the movie was just kind of okay yeah but the sitcom was so much better than the movie not nothing against donald sutherland because i like donald sutherland um but then you always had the alan alda episodes that he would direct that yeah. were just tear your heartstrings yeah um and i i heard that uh Alan Alda had a thing in his contract, I guess, where there had to be a surgery scene in every episode. I don't know if you heard that or not, but yeah, no, wasn't the the movie was by Altman, wasn't it? Robert Altman. Robert Altman. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I was just watching the documentary of it last night. Wow, that's timely. It's, that's that is really timely. It, it, it was. There was nothing else on, and I'm like I feel like crying. Uh, <laughs> So Seinfeld, obviously. Um, the Simpsons is is one, uh, and uh, All in the Family. Yes, I have the Andy Griffith Show. I, I and that was almost on my best. Yeah, 
series of all time. Yeah. Um, Cheers. Cheers was fantastic. Yeah, Cheers was fantastic. And you talk about launching careers, right? Yeah. Seth Danson and Woody Harrelson in particular. Well, especially Woody Harrelson. Yeah. I mean, I was, coming, talking, I was just talking um, with my wife because uh, I was... I have a habit lately of going into YouTube on the TV mm-hmm. and just going down rabbit holes as you do. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've come across this this uh, clip with uh, Harry the Hat. Remember, <laughs> yes, Harry Anderson. Yeah, uh, and Harry the Hat and Coach were in on a scheme. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was telling Tanya, I said, like, you know. When Coach died, I was like, oh, man, you can't replace that character. And then Woody came on, and and I think they said it was Coach's nephew from, like, Indiana, which is where he's from. And, uh, I mean, casting, being able to... Yeah, follow up a character like Coach right. with Woody Harrelson. Yeah, holy shit! My favorite piece of comedy writing ever was a Woody Harrelson thing where he's interacting with a patron, with a bar patron, and they they kind of have a little bit of an altercation, and the pa- the bar patron is like, uh, "So you want? Are you looking for trouble out of me?" and he's like, "No, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight." And the guy goes, yeah, okay, I thought so. So you're not as dumb as you look. And he and Woody Harrelson goes, now I want to fight. So he goes over and, and Ted Dance goes, hey, wait, hey, wait, what's the problem? And Woody Harrelson goes, he said I wasn't as dumb as I look. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Fucking brilliant writing. Um, so Night Court is on air. Yeah. And, and now my one thing about Night Court is the later seasons got bad. That's good, yeah. Right. Did they they get real campy? I mean, it was always always a campy show, but it got really bad. Mm -hmm. But I I did love the show. Yeah. Uh, But for me, it's, it's especially... And, okay, they went from the public defender being Ellen Foley... To Marky Post. To Marky Post. And Ellen Foley, of course, was the female singer on Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell album. Oh, I didn't realize that. So she sang uh, the female part for Paradise by the Dashboard Light. I didn't realize that. Yes. And then she left and Marky Post came in and Marky Post knocked it out of the freaking part. Right. Marky Post was so hot. Oh, my Lord. She was just gorgeous. R.I.P. Yes. That's another one. Um so the last three I have, you probably won't agree with, but um, I'll throw them out there. The Brady Bunch. Really? Yeah. Gilligan's Island. Okay. Uh, yeah. And The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And uh, both Gilligan's Island and Brady Bunch are both Sherwood Schwartz. Sherwood Schwartz, right. And Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is I don't know. <laughs> I do not either. But Oh, it, Marcy. Oh, shit. Marcy Playground. No, <laughs> sex and oh, candy. Shit. Marcy, they they that uh, production company was doing a lot of stuff, and in they the did 80s. do the Cosby Show too, right? Yes, yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. Yes, and uh, the Different World. Yes, right, that whole thing. So those are my sitcoms. Um, 
I didn't break it down by show. I wish I kind of we kind of wish I had done it that way, but I did not. So you like, uh, it, it, and I have to say that um, the Brady Bunch and uh, Gilligan's Island kind of surprised me with you. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is a little bit of nostalgia on my part. Yeah. You know, but was, coming home from school. Exactly. I was just going to say. And that. you sit in front of the TV and. Right. right. You come home from school when I'm, what, I'm 10 or 11. Yeah. And by then, you know, it's in syndication at this point. Obviously. Oh, yeah. So, but I'm coming home and it's on whatever UHF channel we had. Right. Mm. So channel 76 or whatever. Right. It's not a major network. So they had, you know, you'd come home and at four they would show Brady Bunch, four thirty show Gilligan's Island, and and maybe like an hour of the Brady Bunch and an hour of Gilligan. Well, however they would, right, right. They were they were heavily in rotation and syndication on those UHF stations back in the seventies when I was growing. Oh up. Yeah. yeah, those and and like uh, Hogan's Heroes. Yes, Hogan's Heroes. Those always wound up on those. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's why those are are uh, not that they're they're brilliant. I mean they're they're funny, but but they, they strike a like a nostalgic core. I thought Gilligan's Island was funnier than the Brady Bunch on balance, right? Um, but the Brady Bunch had its had its moments, you know, and the and the effect on pop culture, right? Oh Marcia, sure, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, I mean, how often do you hear that, right? Uh, always wanted to punch Cindy. <laughs> Did not like Cindy. <laughs> and all the salacious details that came out later with Maureen McGovern and Barry Williams and all that. Remember that? Yes, they were right. like banging each other on, on the set. Mc- McCormick. I'm sorry, Maureen McCormick. You're right. Maureen sorry. McGovern saying there's got to be a morning after. <laughs> I mean, they could have been banging. We don't know. <laughs> Thank you for the, the edit there. Appreciate that. So, yeah, that's my top ten sitcoms. I'm surprised that you guys didn't put, at least Brian didn't put Scrubs on there. Oh, I don't like Scrubs. Really? That's and why. I like Scrubs. See, Scrubs but, is on mine. What, what else you got? Yeah, what are yours? Uh, Firefly. Lasted one season, 2002. Just we That was a sci-fi sort of it thing, It was. Right? It was Star Wars as Western. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, I, 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 and I have to admit, I've never watched it. I knew kind of what it was. It, it, but I killed uh, by Fox before it could really take off and cult classic. I hope Joe's apartment is on your list. The <laughs> <laughs> one about the roaches? Yes. <laughs> well, that's a, in the, in the that, that, that's a movie. Yeah, it is a movie. <laughs> oh, that's a movie? Yeah, yeah that, that is not that's not a series. I thought that was a, it was a Fox series. Okay. Oh, it it, it might have been. Should have been. <laughs> Fox was pretty bottom of the barrel. <laughs> oh, what was the TV show where it was in his mind. Oh, it had different personalities. Herman's head. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> That's not on my list either. <laughs> or uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah, I forget. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The, well, yeah uh, now Lois. <laughs> the uh, Parker the, Lewis he can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute ripoff of uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There was nothing more derivative than Parker Lewis Can't Lose being a derivation of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's yeah. like, come on. Yeah. Other, actually, there is one that's worse what? to me. The, the sitcom The Middle being derived from Malcolm in the Middle. They 
barely bothered to change the name of the fucking thing, right? You had the you had the the, the lower middle class family and the, the little slightly dysfunctional, and you had the the really smart little kid. One was Dewey, one was Brick. I mean, it was the same fucking show. It really was. <laughs> like I said, you could change the name a little bit. <laughs> I mean, most of most of the same shows we all we we've got. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean, the only one that I was surprised was Scrubs, and John fucking hates it. I hate it. I hate it like you hate peanuts. <laughs> well, maybe not that much. Um, what what what? May I ask what's your reasoning? I don't like Zach. What's his face? Ah, uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he's kind of. I, I can see that too. Like Sarah Chalk, though. I do like her. Yeah. Sarah Chalk is fantastic. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Zach Branf? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He reminds me a little bit, a little too much of Dak Shepard. Dax Shepard. Oh, what? A little bit, maybe? You know who that is? Yeah. The guy from Idiocracy? Yes. Yeah. And Punk. And, yeah, and Parenthood. I think he was in Parenthood also. But anyway. So now I have, I have a list okay. of TV series. Through streaming services. Oh, okay, Ooh, good. Okay, all right. I bet I'm going to know at least two of these. Go ahead. Breaking Bad. Yes, that was one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that is probably the most well-written show that I've That's ever really fucking watched. I, the way that they were able to do some little minor thing and then go back to that two seasons later. I mean, that shit was amazing the way they wrote it. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, the Larry Sanders Show. <laughs> oh, yes. Was that streaming? I mean, that was a, that was HBO, HBO right? Well, well uh, streaming. Pay, so not you know. So not network. Not network. I got you. Okay. So we're doing network. cable streaming. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think that that show is perfect. That was a great show with. Rip torn and yeah, I, 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 I believe I'm going to. And start that also had Jeffrey Tambor in it, right? He did. It was very good. Uh, he was fantastic. Yeah, funny. He was an, such an asshole. <laughs> yes. Um, Succession. Oh right, I forgot about Succession. Yeah. Holy crap! I don't think I watched all of it, but I what I saw, I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. Very good show. Uh, Mad Men. Oh Mad Men! I knew you were gonna. Talk about that one. Oh, Mad yeah, Madman was. Really oh, and it goes right into my whole mid-century mm-hmm. right thing exactly. that I'm all about. Yeah, it's exactly. not a show; it's a personality. Uh, it is. <laughs> it really is. Right. But John Hamm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Hamm. He's another one I watch in just about anything. He was incredible in that. Yeah. Um, The Sopranos. Yeah, The Sopranos was going to be the one I would suggest if it wasn't on your list to have on the list. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Monk. <laughs> there you go. Monk <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. Monk is, there is not a bad episode of Monk. <laughs> I agree. I was going to say, they're making a movie, aren't they? They've made they made it. Uh, they already, I have already watched that. Oh, movie. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, they made it, yep. Mr. Monk's last case. And yes. they kind of left it open-ended, so I'm so hoping. There might be more. They yeah. might do another movie and then maybe do the series again. Yeah. What Was it a decent one? A decent movie. Oh yeah, I haven't oh, okay. seen it. The Is movie it was great. I, I really enjoyed it, and everybody was. In you it. should tell me about it so it ruins it for John. <laughs> <laughs> How's it end? 
He's controversial as shit right now. But I think it only lasted two seasons. The Chappelle Show. Oh, Dave Chappelle. That was brilliant. It was. Yeah, that was brilliant. But you're right. He's, he's Man, he got away with a lot of stuff on that show. <laughs> he did. Uh, and just the whole... The whole Rick James thing. Is, oh, this! I mean, you want to talk about something? Thirty years from now, we're still going to be talking about the Rick James thing, right? I mean, and, it's and Rick James, bitch. Yeah, and all <laughs> just all Charlie the, Murphy. Char- all, oh. all of the all of the the the, the stories Murphy. from Charlie Murphy <laughs> that they reenacted. <laughs> like Prince and pancakes <laughs> and the shoes on the couch. The money shoes on the couch. I, yeah, what's pancakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Charlie Murphy thing with Prince when he's talking about what are we going to be skins and blouses? <laughs> Play basketball. And it turns out like Prince is really good at basketball, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I broke a hoop. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh. uh, Dexter. Oh, okay. Dexter. Yeah. That was very good. Yeah. Uh, Curb your enthusiasm. Curb, of course, curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> and like a dumbass, I also put Monk on here again. <laughs> <laughs> I like Monk. You, you, you really <laughs> just got to emphasize the Monk. I like Monk. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't put um, Better Call Saul. You know, uh, well, I was afraid it would be too much. I mean, it's it's basically breaking, but 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 not as good. I, right, and uh, and it, it was frustrating to me because uh, uh, there were a lot of people saying, "Well, I think Better Call Saul is better no. than it is not." No, it is not even close. No, I'm sorry. I, I know a lot of people like Better Call Saul, and I loved it. It was a great show. I liked it, but it was nowhere near. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was brilliant, and I loved the the way they would start certain episodes of him and. Current, well, not so current time, maybe 10 years ago, and then mm-hmm. go back. And right. I, it, it like, was, he's a, like he's in Wichita, then he's in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I love that kind of stuff. I thought yeah. it was well made. It was not as good as Breaking Bad. No, but it did have Carol Burnett in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which is awesome. she, she was the one that ratted him out right. and, and yeah. ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Carol Burnett. Damn you, Carol Burnett. <laughs> Scott, you got another one? Uh, I would add The Boys for streaming. Ooh, The Boys is very, very good. Have you seen that? I have not seen that. It. They are... <laughs> boys? Superheroes. Well, some... It, it's about superheroes. It's about, yeah. But so the perception is that they are the perception yeah. is they are superheroes. Yes. The reality is they're drunken asshole egomaniac pieces of shit <laughs> that are murderous. Fucking homelander. Oh god. <laughs> the guy playing him is amazing. He is. Because you just ugh, you hate everything about him. Yeah. I, it, the, the show is super well done. You love Butcher. Yes. Butcher is... Carl Orban is fantastic in it. Yeah. Yeah. No. 
great, great show. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't watch a lot of streaming shows per se. I mean, it, the newer ones I've got for like Netflix would be Castlevania. It's an anime based on the cartoon, mm. super violent, fantastically done. Um, I've never gotten into the whole anime thing. It, it's it's an anime, but it's done in the states, so it's I, I, it, it's a weird weird style that it's been done in. Did you have any other ones to add? Not really. I don't I don't watch a lot of shows. Well, it's a good thing you should be talking about shows on our podcast. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just I, I don't watch a lot of. I got a different tack here. Okay. A different angle. All right. Top ten people of influence. Ooh, damn! You were thinking out of the box. I feel like a moron now. <laughs> don't don't be so how, hard on yourself. I know how I feel God, all the stupid. <laughs> That's how I feel all the time. Well, yeah. And I'll try to explain why I put each one of these on here. Well, use small words. Okay. <laughs> I've got to be able to understand it. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, for this is okay, work with I, Apple. I know what the word jobs means. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen King. Oh. I mean, if you think about what he, every time he puts a movie or a novel. Or is this a, your top Steve list? <laughs> it kind of sounds like it's So Steve Carell and Steve Gutenberg. Steve Buscemi. Steve, Steve Buscemi, Steve Martin. Steve-O. <laughs> Steve Martin. Uh, Steve Smith from American Dad. The guy I met at the Quickie Mart. Yeah. Yeah. Steve. <laughs> Disco stew. Well, that's not Steve. <laughs> okay, um, for real, uh, Norman Lear. We talked uh, about him already, but you, we already and we already talked about game why. changer. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Bill Cosby. And you know what? Uh, yeah, and uh, he's taboo. You're not supposed to right. lay any clay, uh, any praise on him or anything. But Jesus Christ, he, he makes a gra- fantastic drink. <laughs> <laughs> Just the groundbreaking. Sit- uh, stand up that he did. Well, the, the, the stand 60s. up, his, his, his and I spy his, or whatever. It was. His uh, I spy, his comedy albums, mm-hmm. his don't uh, do drugs uh, album. You, you know, when I was a kid, everybody knew. Everybody had his albums. Everybody knew, like the Chicken Heart, right? Yeah. You had uh, Fat Albert, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pudding so yeah. Pops. Yeah, and not to mention the pudding. Exactly. Oh, yeah. God, not to mention. Uh, oh, and amazing. Have a Coke and a smile. That's right. Yeah. And and the Cosby Show, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, so, and I hate and I and for the reasons that everybody knows about, I didn't really want to put him on a list, but it was hard not to. When you think about what he's his influence, at least. See, and that, I, I am the same way with Woody Allen. I mean, yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah. But I, it, it, for me, and, and Roman Polanski, to me, it, it just can't. Right. Yeah. I, what they did for their art. Okay, so what they so did would you art. throw uh, Kevin Spacey in that group? Yes. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Because, I mean, he was a fucking brilliant actor. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, no doubt about it. And funny. And funny, yeah. A good impressionist. I didn't realize that. Oh, yes. That's, yeah. And it's too bad. That, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's a shame that people can't. 
keep their shit in check. The, the thing that bothers me about the Cosby show is they were the Huxtables. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Explain yourself. The Cosby show. Yes. The last name were the Huxtables. So you wanted to, well... But it's like the Larry Sanders well, show, right? The thing is, it, it just Bill Cosby had the name recognition. Well, yeah, but they were the Huxtables. <laughs> so you thought it should be like the Huxtable show? Well, okay, or at least call them the Cosbys. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, the Dick, the Dick, yes. Van, the Dick Van Dyke show. Everybody calls them the, the Cosby Kids, but they were the, the Huxtables. Wait a minute. The Dick Van Dyke show. Was the it was they were the Petries. Yeah, That's I just find it weird. Dan, the Lucio Ball. They were the Ricardos. Or, yeah. It, it, it's, it, I find it odd. <laughs> but not uncommon, apparently. It's no! Not uncommon, but I just find it odd. <laughs> the Cosby Show with the Huxtables. This has been a delightful tangent. It really has. <laughs> this, is, this is what pisses Scott off episode. But, but he doesn't like Martin Short. You know what Grimes might be? I, I don't <laughs> like Martin Short. I do appreciate that he is short. Yeah, that's one. That's great, isn't it? He's, he's Martin Short, and he's short. I I do appreciate that. Yeah. What else you got? I got George Lucas, for obvious reasons. Well, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of a slam dunk. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, for two reasons. All right. One, his influence as an actor. Yes. But more importantly, his influence his... on fitness and the fitness culture. I thought he was because he was a governor. <laughs> No, I wasn't really thinking so much about that. <laughs> Thought we were getting political again. But if you talk about like his as a fitness guru and the whole, you know, one of the most famous, the, I, the most famous workout movie ever is oh, Pumping Iron. Oh yeah, it had Lou Ferrigno in it. And, and then and, you know that's the influence for Hans and Franz. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I threw but our. Be, but, but, but I mean, going back for a moment. Yes. You mentioned George Lucas. I mean, of course, not only Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Indiana Jones was both him and Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, but Lucasfilms. But Lucasfilms and right. and uh, Industrial Light and Magic. Industrial Light and Magic, and then uh, when he did uh, American Graffiti, mm-hmm. the fifties phase that everybody went through in the seventies was right huge. Right, well, that kind of birthed Happy Days, right? Uh, yeah, right. And Laverne and Shirley, right. and uh, you know, it begat all kind of shit. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, is, is he responsible for Greece then? No, I, I blame that on my wife for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but she hates musicals. She hates musicals. Loves Greece and Xanatu. <laughs> That's right, Xanatu. Um, I have Ian Fleming. Oh, okay. Because of, of course, he wrote the James Bond novels. Yes. Which, uh, that's James Bond. I'm biased because I love James Bond, but oh, I, I there's love... an undeniable pop culture influence for James Bond. Well, and uh, all the there were a zillion different. Well, I'm maybe not a zillion. There were all kind of different uh, spy movies that came out in the '60s mm-hmm. because of the James Bond things. Right, right. there are a lot of def- uh, de- right, derived. Yeah, here's one you might not expect: Howard Cosell. He kind of brought. Sports casting into the limelight. Yes, and made it like a and made sportscasters a celebrity for the first yes, time. Yes, absolutely. So yeah. you're right. I, I so was I, not a fan. Right, I wasn't either. He was kind of annoyed. Had an annoying nasally voice, but um, <laughs> I remember the he's at the forty. 
the 45, the 50, the 55. Look at that little monkey run. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so there's two things done back there. There's no 55-yard line. No, there is not. Canada. <laughs> And, and the obviously monkey thing. So, yeah. Although I heard, and I, I, I cannot verify this, I heard that he used the phrase, look at that monkey run, often. And and also, but also... That makes it okay. But also with white players. Okay. Okay. Well, I can see And, and I, I, I can't verify that's true. That might be true. I mean, that I is something that I read. I might be, I would believe that, actually. I, it, it was like a phrase that he used. Yeah, it was a bad phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, I would have picked something else. Yeah, like, hey, look at that guy run. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like, look at right. that, look at that dude go. Right. Yeah, that was that was kind of a poor choice. Of Joe Namath. Boy, I mean, when, I mean, you, when you're sitting on the sideline in a fur coat, yeah, you've crossed the line, and he crossed this line, which from then on. Athletes were celebrities. I mean, you had you had certain instances. You had Broadway Joe. Broadway, right? You had Bobolinsky. Remember him mm-hmm. from the Yankees? He yes. was the kind of this big, this this kind of uh, celebrity athlete sort of thing. And you had Joe DiMaggio, but Joe Namath kind of took it up a notch. Well, uh, a, a hell of a notch because he, he he appeared on all kinds of sitcoms and TV right. shows. He was commercials. in commercials. So you don't uh, have the I celebrity. Then you remember, remember who was wearing pantyhose? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, to help yes. stay warm? That's right. And so he became like the spokesman, spokesman for, for legs or That's whatever. Right. That's exactly right. Um, and sort of that, that begat Jim Palmer and the jockeys. Remember that? Yep. Um, the whole celebrity endorsement thing. It all, I mean, there were endorsements, but he just took it up oh, yeah. a notch. I mean, yeah. he just... Michael Jordan, that whole thing, it had its roots. It had its genesis, I think, with Joe Namath back in the late 60s, early 70s. Right. Um, I've got Frank Sinatra on here for obvious reasons. Not not as just a musician, but as an actor. You know, it kind of speaks for itself. Starting his uh, his label so that people had rights to their music. Yeah. Reprise Records was was that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Rat Pack, I mean. Right. Yeah, the nightclub act, the the acting, the and then he was a good actor. Yeah, he was good. Like Ocean in Ocean's Eleven, he was great. Ocean's Eleven and uh, the Man with the Golden Arm, Guy, Guys and Dolls, Guys and Dolls. Yeah. Uh, right, everything. Uh, yeah, he, he was he was a quadruple threat. I mean, yeah, and I have an honorable mention here of Martha Stewart. If Martha see, Stewart, her, her impact on pop culture, you can't you, deny. You, it. you can't, right? Especially late 80s, early 90s. Right. Yeah. And in her comeback after she went to prison. With Snoop Dogg. With Sno- right. That's I mean, she didn't go to prison Dogg. with Snoop Dogg, but, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. they became intertwined. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's a weird combo. Yeah. And they, they play well off of they, each other. They really do. Yeah. Um, okay. I have character actors. Okay. All right. And again, in no particular order, mm-hmm. Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, I would, that would be the one I would think of. Walton Goggins. I don't know who that is. He was in Justified. Did you watch Justified? Mm, I don't remember. Did you watch... Uh, uh, oh, shit. What's the one on HBO? The Televangelists. 
oh the the golden some somebody's um what is the name of that thing righteous gemstones righteous gemstones right do you watch that i have not seen it oh yeah i recognize him yep i recognize yep recognize him uh he's one of those hey it's that that guy guy. it's that guy yes yes you know he's he's really good in everything he's done uh steven root yes Yes. steven root's got to be there right robert duvall he's not a character he's a leading guy right is he yeah Uh, uh, tender mercies Godfather. <laughs> God, but he's not really the leading guy in that. He's not a lead. He's been lead in a he's, few movies. Mostly um, he falling plays, down, but mostly he plays characters. I guess I he's to me Robert Duvall is a little bit more A list uh, character. Oh, uh, I'm not saying he's not A list. Okay, all right, that's fair. Not A list, but I consider him a character actor because he shows up at most movies as. Not always the main star. I think you could make the case. What was the Kevin Costner movie he was in with? He was he he was in a movie with Kevin Costner. It was a western. He kind of shared the lead with Kevin Costner. I cannot remember. I was gonna say it wasn't Dances with Wolves. Was it? Wasn't it? Dances with Wolves. It was something Silverado. Like, it wasn't Silverado. Um. Uh, it, it, anyway, he kind of shared, I think he kind of shared top billing with Kevin Costner in that one. Open range. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that can, just couldn't think of it, but yeah. He's one of my favorites. I'm a character uh, he, actor otherwise. He's just yeah, he's I, really good. I, I think he's one of the best actors ever. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Hal Holbrook. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, William H. Macy. Oh, Yes. See, he's had he's had leading roles though. Fargo. He has had the leading cooler. roles. You ever see the cooler? But more than most often than not, he's part of an ensemble. True. And he's not like your typical leading man. Right. To me that that's more of a character. Yeah. I can see that. I mean I can see your point there. Steve Buscemi. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kevin Pollock. Yeah. Yes. This is a really good thing is on that list. Yeah. J.T. Walsh. I don't know who that is. Okay. You've seen Sling Blade, right? Yes. Okay. The guy that he was in uh, the mental institution with that always wanted to brag about. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's J.T. Walsh. Now, he okay. was also, he's been in a zillion different movies. He was in uh, the one... What was the name of that one? Uh, he was a trucker and took, um, what's his name's wife, and hit her. Oh, God. J.T. Walsh is, is really good. Uh, Michael Rooker. I don't know who that is either. He has been, he, he has been in a, a, a ton of things. You'll, you Look him up. Okay. Rooker, Michael Rooker. Michael, okay. Who you got? Who you, who you got over there? Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Oh yeah, he looks familiar. Oh yeah, okay, that guy. <laughs> cool. And then I have uh, uh, my last one is a toss-up between Jesse Plemons. 
Sounds familiar. Who's that? He was the psycho guy in uh, with red hair, the opie-looking motherfucker in Breaking Bad. Oh, that. Oh, okay. Uh, he was. Uh, he he's been in a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite actors, and Peter Dinklage. Peter, <laughs> yes. I. Well, I love Peter Dinklage. Peter, I love him. I, I I watch all kind of weird indie movies that he's in because I love his acting. I love the the thing. I think you may have sent it to me uh, about him decorating the Christmas tree. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas tree's done. <laughs> he he kind of has like a self-deprecating Mark Hamill. You know how Mark yes. Hamill kind of has that self-deprecating sense of humor? Yes. It's great. Anybody else got a list? I have a couple of lists. Please. Left. And this is going to be, this will rip through because <clears throat> we've kind of glazed, grazed on them at some point. Top 10 bands, just bands. Okay. So I have the Beatles. The Stones, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Queen. Those five are pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. But then I have The Police. Oh, yeah. Uh, Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Genesis. Uh, Talking Heads. Uh-huh. And Fleetwood Mac. Which Genesis are we talking about? Uh, Peter Gabriel Genesis. Okay. Um, what I don't have on here is Rush, <laughs> The Who, The Eagles, and The Ramones. So we can. Um, are, are are they left off for a reason, or, well, I, or, or, or I, are you saying there just wasn't room? I don't think. I'm or, gonna, or do you say you're saying that those are also in your favorites? N- uh, no, they're just well-known bands that wouldn't that you wanted to say their names of. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're well-known bands that some people would put on our list, and okay. I did not. Right. Where is Creed on your list? <laughs> you, you know, same, uh, the same place off, the Offspring are. <laughs> and Nickelback. Right. Nickelback. Honestly, uh, I am not a big Eagles fan. Right. And I'm about to pull pull a pin and a grenade here. I don't like the Ramones that much. I like the Ramones. I know you do. <laughs> we're, we're about to throw down. To me, to me, the Ramones are to punk rock as Olive Garden is to Italian food. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> well, they, they they weren't exactly punk rock. Well, but people consider that. That's the problem well, I have. Well, and I, I think a lot of that is because they play the CBGBs all the time. <laughs> but, well, they get lumped in. Right, I get that. Well, just like the band television gets lumped in, and they're not really punk. Right. So you've got, on one hand, you've got, like, suicidal tendencies. Yes. Or the Dead Kennedys. Yes, and but and then you have the Ramones, who are very they're poppy. I mean, they're yeah. To me, they're, they're commercial punk. Rock, 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 rock and roll high school. Yeah, rock, I mean, rock, rock. they were influenced by uh, by sixties girl groups, by uh, early rock. They yeah they they, they didn't I, do the whole angry thing. I don't hate the Ramones. In fact, there's a lot of stuff from the Ramones that I like. I just don't like this. This thing that they're this authentic punk band. I know I've never, I've never felt that. I just no, no. I I, I would never consider them punk. Okay, well that, then that, then we're not going to argue. So I mean, they just they, had a really cool image, and they, they, did. Had, they did have a, that punkish image, and they were brilliant in The Simpsons. Yes, <laughs> at Montgomery yes. Burns' birthday. Yes, yes. Uh, he was the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> sure, do as I say. 
the Rolling Stones killed. That was so awesome. <laughs> Screw you, you old bastard. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, maybe I'll change my mind about the Ramones here. And what a coincidence, they were all had the last name Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have one more list, and this is kind of off the beaten path. A okay. Bit. Top 10 inventions. Ooh. So here's what I have for what have been the most influential inventions, pop culture-wise. The PC. Obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. The cell phone, again, for obvious reasons. Yep. Um Home video game systems, like yes. starting with Atari and Nintendo. Pong. And Pong. Yeah. And was go the with first it. one, I would say. Right. ColecoVision. Like ColecoVision, Odyssey, uh, Sega Genesis, that whole thing. The 2600 to the 5200 to Nintendo, the regular Nintendo. NES. NES. Yeah. I mean, don't, get, don't get me started on Yeah. That. I mean, you think about how what a, what a big part like gaming is now in culture. I mean, it's a huge part of... And I, I would almost say that the Game Boy has done more than the rest of them. For port, just for portability. Because everybody's got games on their phones now. Right. And it's like, yeah, you've got a Game, game Boy on your phone, yeah. basically. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the compact disc. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a game changer back then. Yeah, because that's the, the early first 80s. real... Since vinyl... It's a portable, durable medium. And had, uh, unlike 8-tracks and cassettes, had very good sound quality. Right. right. I hated cassettes. Right. Cassettes were bad. Now, CDs could sound compressed. They can. Right. But they had a much better, better much sound better. than right. like cassettes. And you didn't have that click in the middle of a track like you did with it. <laughs> yeah. Or the where 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 it would fade out. Fade out and fade back in on this <laughs> other side. Yeah. Fade back in. Yes. And, and the portable ones had bass boost. <laughs> ah yes. Um the Walkman. Oh yeah. Oh, big so, game changer. Yeah, big game changer. Um the World Wide Web. Yes. You know. And it's the internet for fuck's sake, right? I mean, Rubik's cube. Oh, what a, uh, <laughs> that was an, quite the uh, quite the phenomenon. Quite yeah, the mid eighties. Um, the VCR. Wow. So, yeah, um, you did not. You no longer had to be home to watch it. Right. Exactly. I was and a Betamax was fan huge. myself. <laughs> well, uh, supposedly, and I don't. Betamax know, had was a, a better, better picture, better product. Yep. Right. Um, but nothing beat Laserdisc. Laser, I mean, laser couldn't record on it, <laughs> right? And yeah, it was like basically a gigantic CD, right? I mean, well, it, it looked like, like an album, right? Yeah, it looked it, like an album. Yeah, it was. Now, now, am I wrong on thinking this that most of the formats that were decided were based on what the porn industry went with? Oh, I never heard that dish because I need to know about the porn industry it, as it, much as possible. Because most people would buy the porn, so it's whatever the porn industry went with. So it would have been VHS, Betamax, your I could your s- HD, I, I you know I, DVD or your Blu-ray. I, mean, I can see that. I don't run in the porn circles. Sure, it, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't run in the porn circle, <laughs> jerks. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I'll bet you there's there's like I, I, shit tons of money there. I think that was a big influence on. What Very well could be. That makes sense. Would propel the formats. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I can't argue because I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm dumb. 
Okay. <laughs> um, so I've got I've got two more. Yeah, uh, fast food. Wow. I, no, seriously. Yeah. I mean, because about, yeah, there was a time you couldn't get fast food. <laughs> no. Now you can. I mean, every other you went to was, a diner. Right. You sat and you waited. Right? Yeah. And shopping malls. Think about how big shopping malls. Shopping were. malls. I mean, uh, I guess the earlier earliest ones were the '60s. Yeah. It's, and they were they were like maybe five or six mm-hmm. stores, and then later in the '70s is when we had the right big malls. Yeah. So growing up, growing up in Tampa, um, the mall that came close closest to me was was East Lake Square Mall, and it was a couple miles from my house. Um, and it opened in '77, and it was such a big deal back mm-hmm. then because everybody. And all the kids hung out. At oh, the and that was the social aspect of it. I mean, not not that you know, not to mention the stores and the, the convenience of the shopping and all that stuff, but just the social aspect of mom and dad drop you off there on Friday nights. You you walk around that circle and you well, and, and depending on the mall, you, depending on the mall, you could also go see a movie there. You could go see a movie. You could go eat. Yes, right. It was like you could do an entire date thing around the mall. Yes, um, you could you could, you could take your date. To dinner, to a movie, and then meet your friends. Exactly. Without yeah. leaving the mall. Yes, exactly. And it was relatively a safe environment. Yes. To do that, and you know, in the, at least in the '80s, growing up for me. So, yeah. Now, of course, there's a the shopping mall has met a demise. Oh yeah. Obviously, man, you go to like uh, our local mall. It's yeah. it's it's it's, really, it's empty. Yeah. Uh, mo- half the stores are shuttered. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, and that's my list. All right. Then I have, okay, I have lead actors, my favorite lead actors. Okay, this will be good. I have Tom Hanks. Okay, I could, I, that would be on my list, I think. Harrison Ford. Yes. James Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Okay. He called him James. That's a real classic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Cary yeah. Grant. Cary Grant, okay. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Robert De Niro, yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman makes that cut. That's the elite. And this one, I, I, I kind of went back and forth, but I... And it, this one should probably have been on my character actor mm-hmm. list. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. And he's more yeah. of a character actor, but... He's another guy I find riveting in pretty much yeah, everything he's in. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, then I have Paul Newman. Yes, absolutely. And Humphrey Bogart. Yes. I might consider adding Travolta. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm all being all being serious. I know we've had our differences with Travolta. I swear to God, I'm going to add him. I should have been on that list. Oh, my God. Why did you exclude me from that list? I was in the baby movie. I was in the baby movie. <laughs> Look at me talk. And I totally forgot the other one I was going to mention. <laughs> um, I would... Uh, Oh God! I would put Al Pacino on that list, you know, just because it, it, of the volume. And that—that that was the uh, I. We talked about that earlier. Is I started to put him on there. I was like, ah, I want to put him on here, but but you can't. Then he started doing so much stupid, schlocky shit. Right. Um, I might also consider putting Denzel Washington on there. 
Denzel's because he's been in so much stuff. Pretty, right. he's another guy where I like pretty much everything he's in. Right. Well, or, even if the movie's not good, I like his performance. I hear some dissent over here. Not a, not a Denzel Washington. <laughs> I I can't stand him. <laughs> I I don't know what it is. Huh? Have you seen Philadelphia? No. He's very good at that. Um, and it's probably because he's in it. Have you seen Glory? Is he in it? <laughs> yes. If, if, if he's Glory, in it, Glory is a great movie. If he's movie. in it, I have not watched it. That Glory is, I mean, other than being an absolute fucking bummer of a movie, it's fantastic. It is. Yeah. And uh, Matthew Broderick. You Oh, speaking of this, you totally forgot a very, uh, in memoriam, Andre Brower. Andre Brower. He was Snowflake in Glory. He was on Brooklyn Nine. Oh, he was in Homicide. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he he just recently passed away, and he was a he was a gem. Well, I blame your favorite <laughs> invention, the World Wide Web, for my omission. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So that's that. That's a good list. I mean, I'm I like the the fact that you put Gene Hackman on there because I'm. Gene Hackman's one. Uh, I mean, because maybe you put Clint Eastwood on there too somewhere. He, there's just so he, many things. You honestly, do, right? yeah. I mean, a lot of these things, like actors, I actually probably would need a top twenty list. Oh yeah, for sure. Because there's there's a lot of actors that I I really love to watch act. Yeah, yeah. I would go with that. Okay, I got a list. Okay. Parody movies. Parody oh, movies. Oh, okay. Young Frankenstein. <laughs> That's got to be on there, right? It's it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It sends up every well, so every Mel, every Mel Brooks movie is a parody movie, right? So, well, so Spaceballs is, is going to be on there, but <laughs> Young Frankenstein did it really fucking well. <laughs> yes. With well, yeah, the whole way it's filmed and everything, right? Yes. Yeah. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Oh, yes. We can't quote any of that movie. No. 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 Um, No. Remember when... (laughs) But what about that one part? Damn it. But does anybody have nickels? An amazing... Somebody's got somebody got to go back and get a shit ton of dimes. (laughs) (laughs) Everything in that movie is hilarious. Yes. And a perfect send-up of Westerns. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm going to get you, sucker. (laughs) That's great. What a great send-up of blaxploitation movies. And I'm... Um, I'll wait to your list, and I'll. Have and I, I, I almost put Hollywood Shuffle on there, but okay. then I was like, you know what? It's not really a parody movie. It's more of a skewer of mm-hmm. how Hollywood views uh, black actors, right? Right. And stereotypes everybody. Yeah. That's more what that is. Right. It's a better movie. Hmm. Um, Austin Powers, International <laughs> Man of the Yeah, Wars, yeah, right? yeah. Of course. What a great send up of spy movies. Uh, airplane. <laughs> that's, that's definitely fucking classic. Uh, yeah. It it took on every because disaster movies, mm-hmm. like airport specifically. Because right? yeah, I mean, and that was like what seventy nine eighty mm-hmm. when and that came out, and people still quote that movie. Oh, they yes. absolutely. 
Shaun of the Dead. He, oh, yes. Shaun of the Dead is great. Yeah. Yes. Um, you got, you might not know this one. What we do in the shadows. I don't know that one. That's the vampire one, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. It not Maybe only series. It not only skewers vampire tropes, but it also skewers the uh, things like The Office. Because they do like the oh, little interviews, yes, <laughs> like the mockumentary <laughs> style. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they have the little, little side interviews. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. Naked Gun, of oh, okay, yes, Naked Gun, yes. Top Secret, <laughs> Val Kilmer, yes. <laughs> and then. Spaceballs. Yes. He's got three helpers. Yeah, of course. Um, there was uh, I was there was another one that, that kind of escaped my um, How do you feel about hot shots? I was gonna think I was thinking about hot I, shots. You know I watched it, I laughed, but I didn't think it was a great movie. All of these I think are really good movies. What about Kentucky Fried movie? Oh, remember that one? John Landis, <laughs> yes, directed that. Yeah, and that's pretty great. It's all skits, skits, right? It's a skit movie, right? Um, what wasn't there like a like a parody of the Scream movies fairly recently? Yes, uh, they, those were the Wayan Brothers. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. The and I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I I absolutely love Don't Be a Menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I, it, that, I was well, like, that's an earlier one. That's I was like sixteen or seventeen yeah, when that's it an came out. One by theirs. I, the, the, I, don't, I don't think scary movies. The, the, yeah, the scary movies. Yeah, right. the, the, yeah, they're just silly, yeah, dumb things. Yeah, slapstick. Yeah. Whereas a, that one and I'm going to get you, sucker, are both. Yeah. Pretty. Good parodies. Because that was Keenan Ivory Wayans, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get you, sucker. He got fish in his feet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised they have yet to make a Spaceballs sequel. Damon Wayans is the the guy, him and uh, the other guy. His partner and I'm going to get you, sucker. Where they were always being thrown down the stairs and <laughs> <laughs> calling him Uncle Mister Big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I rewatched uh, about half of that earlier today. Because I, I wanted to see if it still held up, and I, I, I found it, it, it really yeah. does. And what's great about it is you also have, it has, uh, what, uh, Jim Brown in it? Mm-hmm. That's right. Chris yeah. Rock? Yeah. So it, yeah. it it has, well, Chris Rock, but it has some of the guys that were in the Black Exploitation right. movies right. parroting themselves. Yeah. The only thing I remember from that is somebody having a fake leg. Oh, is, is that, that a thing? That, that was a great scene. Oh, okay. And the... The woman that played, you remember the TV show of In the Heat of the Night? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, 
the woman that played Tibbs's wife, mm-hmm. she was a woman that was picked up at a, and, and again, I, I honestly, when you think about it, uh, I'm going to get you sucker is basically skits. <laughs> but that are, right, that, they're loosely connected. Yes, yeah. they're loosely connected. Uh, so uh, the uh, Kate and Ivory Wayne's character picks up this woman at a bar, and it's it's that woman, and he, I guess he had bragged that he had twelve inches. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get back to her apartment and he goes, well, you know about that 12 inches. E- maybe not. <laughs> and he goes, that's all. She goes, that's all right. Cause I, you know, I may have lied too. He goes, my eyes aren't really blue. She takes out her contacts. They're brown. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. And he goes, and you know, these tits, <laughs> And she pulls out her falsies. And then she goes, you see this voluptuous ass? And she pulls out her fake ass. And then, then she goes, oh, and she goes, I'll be glad to get rid of this wig. She's bald. And then she goes, all the guys love this one. And she pulls off her fake legs. That's the only thing I remember from And it starts movie. running out. And she's going, don't make me hop after you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I, I I love that movie. <laughs> oh god! Anybody else got more lists? I am listed out. I got one more list. All right. What do you got? Okay, these are some of my favorite vocalists. Oh, like all right, one. all right. Yes. Scott Stapp. I got Scott Stapp. Uh, I have Wilson Pickett. Okay, there is that's good. Also, a good start. Paul McCartney. Yes. Yeah. Little Richard. Yes. Freddie Mercury. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Frank Sinatra. Yes. Tony Bennett. Yep. Billie Holiday. Mm Mm-hmm. John Lennon. Yeah. Mick Jagger. Okay. Surprise. And Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin's got to be on that list. That's another one where you could probably put 20. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would consider Rob Halford, Judas Priest. Ooh, a, a great. Uh, you know, not one of my favorites. Right. But, but I appreciate what talent, he does. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, yeah, this was not my assessment of talent. This right. is, these are like. People I that, that you sort like. of a, a, a have inspired me, right? Linda Ronstadt, maybe well, as a vocalist. What yeah. a great vocalist yeah. she was, right? Um, really, Joni Mitchell too. I think she's got a great voice. Not much of a fan hmm. of Joni Mitchell. See, I, I do like I like Joni Mitchell a lot, um, but it's it's a little. I think it's an acquired taste, to be honest. Yeah, uh, to me, she, I don't know. I don't want to say whiny. It's just. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I, it's, a dif- it's different. Yeah. Um, Emmylou Harris is another good vocalist. Oh, now I like her voice. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things you could put on a list like that. Though I, the one thing I, I kind of, and you might not like this, I, I, I kind of got Bored with Emmylou Harris because she seems to stay in the same range all the time. She never gets louder. 
She's sort of a quiet singer all the time. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can see that. I, I like her a lot. Oh, I like her. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Not quite as quiet as Billie Eilish, who was. I always think it's like. I, I, I'm singing a song. It's a secret. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> that to me, that is every Billy Eilish song. <laughs> I, I don't get the hype. I respect I, it. But I, I, I don't. Yes, I, I don't I, understand it. I, people like it, and that's fine with me. Right. I. But to me, it sounds like she's whispering every time she sings. <laughs> See, I felt that way with Janet Jackson. No, I. All her I, vocals were overpowered by the music. To me, it depended on the song. That's production, though, right? Yes, that's more production because I, I think a lot of her stuff was fairly dynamic. Yeah, that Rhythm Nation 1812 stuff was really good. Yes. Yeah. See, but I think all that was just overpowered by the music. Well, and again, personal like, opinion. Like John said, that's more production yeah. than vocal ability. Yeah. Or it's my hearing and, you know, it runs <laughs> in the family. <laughs> huh? It what? Um. So no more lists. No more lists. The only one I would consider talking about would be a guilty pleasure. Okay. Just something that you'd be embarrassed to admit that you would watch, listen to. Okay, I have two. I have two. Not that they're super embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Bluegrass music is a guilty pleasure of mine. Well, it's not really embarrassing. It's just not, not something you would expect me to listen to. I like the band America. Really? That's a guilty hmm. pleasure of mine. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. So, uh, and they were not as much of a band. It's just two guys, right? Three guys. Three guys. Okay. But they had, but they had a... a I thought it was just get, two guys. No, it was, it was Dan Peake, Jerry Buckley, and uh, Dewey Bunnell. Okay. Um, and they had a band with them that they didn't really pipe up. But it was like the same three guys. It was Willie Wilcox on drums and somebody else. You can tell I'm not much of a fan, right? I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pulling out stats. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they were this a five or six piece. Man. Okay. So, yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, they, they were prolific. They had like 15, 16 albums. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of like... Just like a you know whatever a guilt whatever you define as a guilty pleasure it's like I don't I'm not turning it up in the car <laughs> but if I'm at home I was like okay and I just kind of want to relax it's like you know put some America on or you know I have a guilty pleasure what is that is and now I'm going to admit this I don't like disco okay okay however, however <laughs> there are a number of Bee Gees disco songs that I quite like. Fucking Bee Gees are awesome. Okay. I, I Nights on Broadway, I think, is fucking I like great. Tragedy. Uh, uh, Tragedy is one of my least favorites. Okay. But, <laughs> but like Jive Talking? Yeah, Jive Talking is great. Yeah. I, I, think, I think they had some really cool songs. And I prefer the Bee Gees, like, back... In the day, oh, back in the sixties. Now um, I, that, that that is my favorite BGS. Yeah, uh, told, when they were I, doing songs like I "Lonely Nights" and I, uh, I started a joke. I started a joke. That's right. I started uh, and "Lonely Nights" and um, the, uh, the New York Mining Disaster. Mining Disaster. That's the one I was trying um, to think of. Uh, yeah, 
I like the Bee Gees. I, I, and to love somebody, right? Oh, like, to love it, somebody, yeah. yeah. Right. Bee Gees are fantastic. Yeah. Talented people. Yeah. Yeah, really talented. Well, since I brought it up, I guess I'll go ahead and mention. Yes. Uh, Taylor Swift. Okay. Now, uh, I cannot say that I know anything by her. I know names of songs. Yeah, some like of the Chicago. earlier stuff I just absolutely love. I do not know anything. I, yeah, I, I hate to say that I can't speak because I don't. And it's on me for not listening to anything from her. But. Now, the the only song that I honestly know, it, uh, the company I work with, work for, I don't work with them. Right. Yeah. For <laughs> them. For them. <laughs> Very important distinction. There, there is a difference. They used to own a country video uh, network, okay? Mm-hmm. So I would be walking through the building and I'd always see because she started off as a country singer. Oh, yeah. And she had this song called Tears on My Guitar. Yeah. Okay. And every time I saw that video, I wanted to reach for the screen and punch her in the face. Because <laughs> I thought, this is the most contrived fucking song I've ever heard. I think she wrote that when she was like 14. I don't know, but I hate it. Yeah. There, she's got an album called Folklore that is... Singer, songwriter, bluegrass, genre. Mm-hmm. Like, it's in between the pop and... I, I don't even want to say country. It's like pop country. Right. It's just a laid-back, coffeehouse style. Okay. Well, I see. I like that kind of... That style of music. Yeah. Um, was she part of the whole Disney thing? Was she so no, off? She, oh, she was, was not. not. I, I she get was that not. confused. That's like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera... Uh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, yes. Okay. I always Who's, get, who is a hell of a vocalist? I, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Not that I listen to her very often, but <laughs> what she does I can't I can't deny. Yeah. Brian loves uh some Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. Sure I do. Yeah, and, well, uh, Party my, in the USA. My wife really loves Party in the I USA. I like Party in the USA. And then uh she was like, uh, can you put that on this, this party list? You know, because we were having a party. And, she, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is a really cool <laughs> song. Yeah, Miley Cyrus with Metallica was fantastic uh, on Howard Stern. Dude, Stirring. and uh, she has done some incredible stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I, I heard her version of Jolene. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that. Oh, man. Because uh, uh, normally, to me, she has... A bit of a huskier voice, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she nailed Jolene in Dolly's key. That's well, good. That, that's her godmother. So what do you? What? Oh, I well, didn't still that. <laughs> sweet. I think that's about it. Are we listed out? I think we're listed out. I think we have managed to do every list that there's possible, <laughs> unless we do the top ten list of our lists. <laughs> Which, yeah, which I don't want to get into. Now, before we get out of here, I, I, I assigned another button. I've got to see what this is. Oh, I was supposed to do this for all the lists. <laughs> I couldn't remember what this button was. That's outstanding. I knew it was something. How long does it go for? A long time. <laughs> Your arm's getting tired. 
And it would have worked for most lists. <laughs> it would have. Right. <laughs> like a 38-second like <laughs> Oh, we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. We hope you had a good time. You know what? You should make a list. Yes, you should. should make a list of all the good times you've had. <laughs> Especially the ones where we were involved. Yes. It's going to be a short list. It's a list of one. <laughs> we, should, we should do this more often. <laughs> we really should. <laughs> uh, we want to thank everybody once again. And we hope to see you a lot sooner. Yes. yes <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. Hope you don't make our list. (laughs) Or you do. Catch up on that. How is the uh, Pacific Dawn? I think it's pretty good. It's potent. It's potent. Potent. It's foamy. <laughs> and that's what we want to leave you with. It's foamy. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.